Hey, so in the middle of recording this, uh, my girlfriend knocked on the door, pulled me aside and said, hey, Bart, our cat is acting really strange. Let's go take a look at him. He was, you know, hiding and kind of panting and and uh, moving around a little weird. And so we stopped the recording. We took him to the vet and... Um, as as soon as we got to the vet, they said he has a lot of internal bleeding and there was nothing that they could do. And uh, and we had to put him to sleep. And it's it's really hard. He was he was one of my best friends. He was, uh, you know, it sounds kind of weird or trite sometimes to say that about your pets. They're not human, but, you know. Anyone you, who has a pet understands them. Yeah, you've lived with this little creature for years and, you know, you feed them every day and, you know, hang out with them, sleep next to them every night. You know, like it, it mm-hmm. becomes a really intimate part of your life. And I'm just fucking devastated, but, you know, trying to go through it. And, and it's kind of an aspect of like, if we let this hang, you know, if we didn't get back to... To finishing this episode you know I, I wouldn't want to do i wouldn't want to do it ever so yeah i've had a few days to mourn i've had a few days to grieve and, and you know not over it by any means but <laughs> if there was one thing that he loved doing it was distracting and obstructing me and my girlfriend from any hobby or activity that we were ever trying to do and demand attention instead. So this is me giving them a little bit of love and giving them a little bit of attention right now in the middle of this activity. And anyone out there who has a pet, please take a moment to give your pet some extra love and attention today. Their lives are so short and something, you know, this sudden and unexpected can happen. And you know, yeah, you just get so used to them being a part of your life and they don't have much love in their own life except you. And they deserve all of the love and all of the attention that you can spare, that you can give them. So if you've got a pet and you've got a little bit of time, just give them some extra snuggles and some extra kisses for me in Bart's honor and stop what you're doing. <laughs> Let them get in the way of the rest of your life for a little Hit bit. Pause on this episode right now. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> go love, go love your pet. We'll be here, and, and not because we said so, but but because <laughs> the ghost of my cat is laying on your keyboard, Literally, is is yeah. inserting himself between your Poking earphones and button. your ear. Yeah, <laughs> he's fucking with you right now, and you better do what he says. So thanks for taking some time to listen to me and listen to the show and all the things that we do and all that. And I guess we'll um, get back to talking about Wolverine. My superpower. Welcome, everybody. This is a podcast where we talk about the things we're hyped on, comic books, etc., etc., etc. This week, we read some more Destiny of X. It. it I was. I was, I was are you going to put a volume number on this? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> 
just a random allotment, a, a column, a column, <laughs> a, a column of labeled <laughs> titles in the Wikipedia, Wikipedia reading page. order. Yeah, we're we're fucking. Your guess is as good as ours at this point. Uh, there I seems to I, be. I, I like the pacing on this though. Yeah, there there is some like continuity, like. Well, we'll get to it. Rogan Gambit was pretty far outside, like publishing order, and yeah. continuity-wise, like might not line up with one of the side characters who appears in two of our books that we read this week, doing very different right? things. Completely different, <laughs> but it's fine. It's fine. It, yeah, it's fine. it doesn't. One, it doesn't matter. Two, neither of those books really fit into the Destiny of X, like larger Krakoa picture. That would impact the read order. So who gives a fuck? Yeah. Uh, Would you mind telling the people what we read this week? I have. I can absolutely tell the people we read this this quote unquote week. Yeah, it's been a bit. (laughs) Wolverine twenty six through twenty eight. Only X Men Red number eight. (laughs) X Force thirty four through thirty eight. Rogan Gambit one through three, Deadpool one through five, and X Men nineteen twenty and twenty one. What a what a what a what a what a stack what a of grab issues, yeah, man. Stack. Yep. Oh, that, that, I I I really appreciated this reading order because it started way too high. It came down for a little bit, gave me a break, and then it shot right back up. <laughs> <laughs> and by yeah. yeah, we get a lot of um a lot of Hank McCoy here. Oh god, yeah, we do. Also, two of these titles aren't out in TP yet, and we're just it's it's just going to get worse and worse as time goes on. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. In, including like another a dark web side book comes out literally this week, so which is okay. just really late and obnoxious and just <laughs> they were dragging their feet on that. But like, okay, yeah, like we're as close to will current as we're realistically almost almost as close to as we're realistically gonna be as I continue through six one six. Wow, because like conceptually, I know that. Krakoa X has really been dragging his feet, especially on the like of X titles. Right. But these individual TPs of the solo titles have been releasing at a relatively acceptable pace. Yeah. In terms of like, as they finish, they put together the book and send it out like X-Men, the next X-Men volume. That's going to, it's going to be, I guess, I guess it's going to be X-Men Volume 4. That's going to have... This is going to have 19 through 24. It's going to be the second year of this roster of X-Men. Mm. And our reading for this week is the first half of that. <laughs> or the first half of that book. Right. The third quarter of their roster. <laughs> but yeah, so so we're we're really we're really catching up. And this is this has been fun. But anyway, yeah, a it's- lot of beasts. And a lot of red on these books. <laughs> the color red. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm realizing now, I'm not sure I read X-Men 19 through 21. Oh. Oh, really? Yeah. Steven. I know. What? <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> let's cover that on the next one then. Okay. Because, um, yeah. 
because that's a smaller, uh, the third column is pretty small. I will let you know very shortly whether I did or not. But in the meantime, we can start with Wolverine. Yeah, because that was the last thing I knew. So Wolverine 26 through 28. The fact that I had to stop after 28. Ugh. Oh, my gosh. All right. So 26 through 28. So issues 1 through 25, Wolverine's generally done two things. (laughs) 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 One is he did this whole, like, vampire plot where they're trying to steal his blood so they can walk into the sun yeah that was solved and is done whatever because again vampires like <laughs> jason aaron's avengers put all the vampires in chernobyl and then kirko x-men's like we're going to use vampires and they're going to be all over the world instead of all in chernobyl again so these are offshoot tribes that don't want to listen to dracula even though dracula gathered the five truck doesn't matter whatever the point is <laughs> That a vampire have thing. much stuff with it. And then the other thing is he met this guy, Jeff Bannister. Yep. There's uh, this whole CIA ex desk sort of yeah. like counter spy plot going on that periodically involves Maverick for some reason. Because Maverick was being sold at that auction. Right. And then he keeps popping up in weird places. It, this is right. Both Wolverine and X Force, which are written by the same person, have been kind of all over the place. They have been, but yeah. So Logan and Banster have this like Sunday beer, sitting in the backyard, un- take a break from life, yeah, thing going on. I like, like it. How, I like Jeff. Yeah, right. The stereotypical dads will have a poker poker night or like. Their game night, or like they're like, uh, watch the football game, or I have my game night on Tuesday nights. Right. Like, <laughs> it's, 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 it's like the, their thing. <laughs> Jeff Bannister kind of reminds me of maybe it's just the Jeff connection with Jeff Bridges, but it kind of reminds me of the dude from the he Big does, Lebowski. He does look He's like just the like dude. if the dude was a CIA agent. Absolutely. But yeah, just from there's like one scene in the first issue where they're chilling in the backyard and Logan gives Bannister's kid. So Bannister's kid is was sick and they use Krakoa medicine to help her. And so now he's like he owes Logan one and he's his mole in the CIA if he ever needs it. Anyway, they hang out and Logan gives his daughter Wade Wilson's finger. Um, yeah. And she's like, ew. He's, he's like, keep it in the freezer. Just, I know you have friends on Krakoa now. Like, you've met some people on Krakoa. If you ever want to go visit them, just use this. It'll get you through the gate. <laughs> like, all right. It's also a pragmatic <laughs> thing because a spy is always looking for, you know, an exit plan. So, yeah. So, basically, they get a, a, a sort of you know, there's a bunch of like spy stuff that Jeff is doing and they end up kind of going back to the, this auction that they've revisited like three times now. And each time it's like, Oh, look, there's another, Oh, there's a little more. Oh, Hey, did you remember? And this time it's a trap. Wolverine gets captured and it's like superhero memorabilia, but it's also like parts of Wolverine. And this time they're, you know, about to cut him open to, you know, auction off, just like sell him for parts. Yeah, body, <laughs> it, just like organs. 
and, and body parts and then beast beast freaking hank mccoy is there and he's like i've got a better idea let's let's bid to be the person who kills him oh my gosh dude now also- there's a part of this i mean obviously hank mccoy in the era of Krakoa. Mm-hmm. terrible terrible dude evil evil man you mm-hmm. don't trust him he continuously justifies doing the worst things and there's no he's he's long past the point where you as a reader can be like you know he's doing this for the right reasons or <laughs> or his you know this is all going to yeah. work out in the wash he's he's crossed ethical thresholds that w- yeah. cannot be walked back i would say every title of x has pushed him past like each barrier that anyone's been able to defend. Yeah. <laughs> and Destiny of X is by far the worst Hank has, has been. I've been complaining about him since Dawn, but oh, no, Destiny for is sure. real bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Destiny is real bad. <laughs> but there is the argument in here where it's like, well, blah, 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 resurrection, blah, blah, blah. This is better than Wolverine parts going out on the black market. Right. Also, somewhere in here, Wolverine walked out on a mission briefing that he disagreed with. And so there is mm. obvious conflict and tension between the two of them. Yes. Attendees of this auction, they never have anything to do with the plot. It's more just like... Uh, a who's who. Yeah, it's it's a who's who. And this is the stuff that I'm waiting for the MCU to get to. Uh-huh. But like, I don't know if they're ever going to because that costs money. Right, just this for like me too. <laughs> the Chris Evans hop in during Thor Dark Dark World, yeah, probably cost five digits, right? At least, at least for a five second cameo. Probably but like, more. yeah, this is the kind of shit that like I love to see in comics, and you're just never going to see this. You, but so you have like the Chameleon, you have Mister Negative, you have Taskmaster, you have Black Ant. And Madam Mask just in attendance of this auction. Right. Because that's what they do. These are all people who classically have a lot of money because of the mercenary business or some other illegitimate businesses. And like, that's what they do. They're going to go to these kinds of exclusive auctions. Yeah. And that's, that's, ah, that's when the universe of, of Marvel becomes its own living, breathing thing. Absolutely can have kind of, these kinds of cameos. And we're just, I, I really don't think we're ever going to get that in the MCU. Yep. Anyway, that's just my little. No, you're right box. on. And it is, <clears throat> it is frustrating. But yeah, so that's how the first issue ends is Beast is like, how about I buy the death of Wolverine? And, and then the next issue begins with Wolverine coming out of an egg at the hatchery. So it's like, oh, okay, well. <laughs> he did it <laughs> right and again you're like well this is better than him getting you know staying in in custody or enemy hands resurrection blah 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 except when he's resurrected all is not right and all is not fucking right oh dude i i had i'm sorry i keep on interrupting our like progress um <laughs> i get so i have so many flashbacks of random bullshit like this from uh, like reference from other storylines mm-hmm. that I'm like, you don't do this. We've, we've explored this and we know how much Logan hates 
this. Don't do this. Like we've moved on past this, but. Why don't you explain what this is? Sorry. Yeah. So (laughs) literally, so we start, we start this issue with Wolverine being regenerated or rebirth or whatever. And then uh, beast shows up on the next page and puts this like Krakoan wreath around his neck and then it immediately calms him down from the his natural feral rage and then just he and then beast is like we have we have work to do let's go over here and then you just get a slew of montages of people being alive and then being stabbed to death (laughs) and beast breaks down like the reasons and you're like oh these people have like three claw marks oh wolverine's going around killing people uh for beast (laughs) yeah so we learned that he's been resurrected without his higher brain functions more or less Mm. because you can you know the blah 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 gene editing and the resurrection protocols and the wreath puts him under hank's control uh more firmly and he is being used as a personal assassin and being just kind of like kept in the pit basically like in a no place in Krakoa. Yeah. And it starts out like not acceptable, but considering the bar, it starts out realistic of just like killing a Pan-Asian Alliance strike unit uh, because they're going to kill like a, a strike Krakoa. And then it's like, kill this man he hates mutants he's a part of parliament but don't kill his wife because she's a good person and then there's humans who've stolen crocoan petals and are trying to reproduce their own petals kill them okay yeah more and more you find out this is about this is this is about the the personal mission of beast yeah and then <laughs> more and than then for the good of and then it's reporter is bad, hates mutants and writes stories about hating mutants. Kill reporter, kill his computer too. Really? Really? Right. Like in insert anti anti free speech, blah, 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 blah. Soapbox, <laughs> but like uh, um, okay, guy. Like, and then it, uh, and then and then it just goes more and more and more like. Guys in a bathtub, guys in military outfits, guys at John Wilkes boothing some guy at a at a play. Like more and more people are getting dropped, and it's it's just Wolverine, the mindless killing machine. It's Holy crap! <laughs> yeah, it's no good. And there there's a little bit else going on in this issue as well. What does ripping off my disguise mean? Oh, oh it's in my notes uh, because here. because Beast was at the auction in a suit oh. and a patch and an eye patch, right? And, and oh when yes, he walked down. Wolverine was like, "Really, you're taking my look?" <laughs> That's what it is. Yes, yes, yes. But also, sort of like the the new X Force, more or less, is being debuted at, because now Quentin Quire is gone and wolverine is being used as a private assassin so x-force is you know the field team is domino deadpool and omega red which is crazy like (laughs) 
basically beast calls a meeting to to see what the future of of x-force is and he's saying like we're going to be out in public and we're going to have uh you know i've got black tom who's made us a new headquarters and he reveals it and it's a giant skull with waterfalls coming out of the eye holes it's a little on the nose it's just a little bit on the nose this giant crying skull and yeah 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 so we're um, just we're, we're just yeah. past the point of moral ambiguity here and full into i mean honestly if this isn't I know that they've toyed around with Beast having some moral gray area in the past several years that he didn't always have. You know, he, this is, okay, let's talk a little bit about Beast and who Beast is. Sure. (laughs) People who know him primarily from the animated show Mm -hmm. know him as, you know, quotatious, and largely pacifistic did a year in prison turn down chances to escape in order to prove you know the humanity of mutants and the mutant cause largely self-effacing and with a self-deprecating sense of humor just a truly good dude honestly yeah yeah he was the optimistic moral compass of animated x-men yeah and, you know, that's been a lot of his uh, characterization historically in the comics. You know, he was kind of, in his origin, he was the high school football hero uh, who got outed for being a mutant and wanted everybody to get along. And But there is this sort of side of him of like, you know, he turned himself into his blue furry design by experimenting on himself essentially drinking you know inventing a chemical and drinking it in some real mad scientist shit but beyond that and then there's the age of apocalypse view of what the dark side of beast is in dark beast dark beast yeah and since then you know creative teams in marvel have been kind of exploring what the the sort of like darker dimension of beast like him being a a leap before you look kind of inventor you know doing sciencey things without really thinking of the consequences uh for example bringing the original five x-men uh forward to the present to remind Mm -hmm. scott summers of a moral point of you know how far he's fallen apparently not taking the hint upon him about himself I know I've said this on the pot before. This is just making Beast yet another like morally gray science guy is just a more boring characterization than like somebody who maintains his optimism and positivity through seeing the worst of the world. Like honestly, I just think that's a worse a a, a more generic and worse character. Yeah, I think for during the time when we had both this Hank McCoy and Dark Beast in yeah. 616, like you could do that duality in two characters as opposed right. to, well, let's explore the darker side of 616 Hank. And there now 
in Krakoa, there's just no lighter side. Like that entire part right. of his character is gone. It's like, yeah. I have to take seriously the responsibility of nation building. There are difficult things that need to be done. Blah, 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 blah. No, yeah. no acknowledgement of moral authority or the pragmatics of moral character, essentially. Right. And I think the, I, I feel like we could agree on one of the main complaints is that it wasn't gradual. It wasn't gradual. It wasn't subtle and it wasn't nuanced and, and he, and and it makes him dumb. Like it makes him stupid that he doesn't see the moral, the, the practicality of at least maintaining a moral justification in face. Like it's, I, I just hate it. (laughs) Yeah. If If this doesn't end up being dark beast, then they've really, really failed the character. Oh my god! Yeah, and and I think it's Domino calls him out in this. Yeah, and it's just like you're sounding a lot like Dark Beast, or like yeah, or like they finally on paper <laughs> right. make a Dark Beast reference, and you know, like, yeah, yeah, mm, mm, mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But we've also done that before. But I guess it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> that was yeah. so long ago. That was what five years ago. That was when 96. Dark Beast replaced Beast. Yeah. I dude, I that's one of the only like scenes that you've gone out of your way to show me and <laughs> when when you had those original comics. Uh-huh. Of when he says, Oh my stars and garters, and how when Dark Beast loved <laughs> the, the the triumphant return <laughs> of 616 Hank being like, How dare you steal my line? <laughs> yeah, you stole my name, you stole my face, you stole my place on my team and in my family. But to steal my line, my catchphrase, <laughs> get the fuck out of here. Love it. Yeah, and then the only other side plot that just Furthers the like, what the hell is happening to Wolverine? Is Domino reaches out to Sage and it's like, hey, something's wrong with Logan. But yep, Sage is already too drunk to care or do anything about it. Which this is also seems that like comes a, up in X Force. Yeah, uh, we'll we'll talk about it more there. Plot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, I like that it shows, like it's noticed, like. This is a Wolverine title, and he's being mind controlled through two and a half issues. Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> that's a problem. But like, and so <laughs> it gives it gives us a chance to see one. We're seeing like the his thought process because that's the beauty of comics. But then, like, what's going on inside Logan's head? But then we also see the side characters that he's spending the most time around have noticed that things are are different. We already talked about it, but this is the issue where we find out that Beast had the five remove like his higher brain functions because during resurrection, um, yeah, yeah, during resurrection because this is so Beast's excuse is that they are exploring the regenerative properties of Wolverine and like how in the past he's had his mind messed with, and so we're exploring the extent of his healing factor and. Right. And Hope is like, I don't. And Beast is like, you're here to do a job. This is highly top secret. Don't tell anyone goodbye. Bastard. True bastard. I feel like over the last few volumes of Destiny, yeah, Hope has become a bigger player. 
like yes. Mystique gave her a cerebral helmet, so it removes Xavier from the right. from the resurrection process. She was added to the Quiet Council. She was added to the Quiet Council, and even like her first series of Generation Hope, where she's going around and recruiting all the new mutants who are emerging since Second Coming, right? And also the fact that she's raised by Cable, so like mm-hmm. she's she's a leader. She's been given a lot of power on Krakoa now. Yeah. It's 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 and she has this fate this sort of like faded uh, history you know like she yeah. didn't need to do anything for Exodus calls her Exodus the Messiah. to call her the Messiah yeah. that was yeah. part of you know her the story of her coming up yeah right so I feel like it's naive of Beast to think that he can manipulate her actions in any oh way. totally <laughs> oh yeah like like. If and when this blows up in Beast's face, if it's not Logan, it's going to be Hope. Yeah. Or Sage. Or a combination of the three. (laughs) Oh, totally. (laughs) But, like, just, it's it's interesting because the way they've been using Hope, and it's only been in transcripts. It hasn't even been on paper. Like, on in, like, you know, viewed. They've done this, like, tiptoe along the line of Make her a tool for the story because that's what we need to do, but also maintaining her like skepticism of all things X Men because that's always totally. been her thing, <laughs> right? And she's um, been and again, she's a newer character. Mm-hmm. There's a lot less history to draw on, a lot less concrete characterization, and and once you got out of the initial story area, you know with the second coming aspect and the AVX and, and sort of like the prophecy of her once that arc was completed, it's like they've been having trouble finding things for her to do. And her character development has sort of, sort of stalled out until Mm -hmm. Kieran Gillen's like, no, 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 I got this. (laughs) Let's use her. (laughs) Yeah. And and again, he wrote generation. He wrote Yeah. 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 (laughs) Oh man, that's oh man. I only just now remembered that scene. <laughs> oh, what a great scene. Anyway, yeah, that um, was wild. Yeah. So so this issue basically is if it, it's a Wolverine comic, so it's following Wolverine, but he has base thought process functions. And we spend most of the issue with him inside this no place that Beast has had created. Yeah. In the back of his like apartment. Yeah. <laughs> um and we see Logan struggling with this idea of light and dark. And when he's trapped in the darkness, he wants to get out. Trapped in the darkness being the no place, he wants to get outside and into the light. And Beast uses that as his like, okay, I'll take you outside. It's fine. Yeah, you'll go for and, walkies or whatever. Yeah. And we fall and we follow him on a mission. And Beast being an idiot that he is. Gives him the scent of the target without first taking down security. And so it goes awry. You mean being the idiot that he isn't, but is in (laughs) Krakoa. Right. Well, but like, I get, okay, yeah, from an outsider's perspective, it's like, you know the animal that you're working with and it works on instinct. (laughs) Right. If you're going to give him the scent, he's going to move. So like- Set do that last, <laughs> right? Totally. He, but like the way Beast is talking to, I guess it's just history. He's like, "Here's your scent. Let me." Like he's talking to him like it's a normal person, even though right. 
he, he made him he a of anybody. Animal. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so anyway, it goes it goes awry. Security footage gets out. And so now the world knows that that something that looks like Wolverine's going around. Oh, also now Wolverine is in his X-Force black right. and grays instead of his like Wolverine orange and brown. Right. And while Wolverine Wolverine does that, and then he comes back to his no place. He's like, oh, I'm in the dark. I'm in the dark. I need to get out. And he starts clawing away at the no place walls. And then Krakoa's face shows up inside the no place and sees Wolverine freaking out Mm -hmm. and opens up a hole for him. It just feels bad. Yeah. (laughs) Man, Krakoa. (laughs) He's getting active. Yeah. I'm glad Krakoa is becoming more of a character instead of just like a, a tool. Yeah, totally. And now we know the history, you know, where Krakoa came <laughs> yeah. from, apparently. Mm-hmm. Okara, <laughs> a billion years ago. Yeah, yeah. One of the first mutants. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, he lets out Wolverine. Wolverine saves a kid from drowning. And then Wolverine see, feels like he's got darkness inside of himself. And so he starts cutting himself and he bleeds onto the ground. And then on the ground of Krakoa, a whole bunch of vines sprout up from where his blood was. I don't know if that's connected or if it's just like Kirko being like, well, <laughs> we've got to do <laughs> deal with you. Right. And then basically puts him in a pit in yep. the pit. In the pit. Um, Sabretooth's pit, which yeah. Wolverine and Sabretooth. Mm-hmm. As as we covered, you know, last week on uh when we were talking about or in last last episode when we were talking about the the Sabretooth series. So go back and listen to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so yeah, so Wolverine has been removed from Beast's control, thrown into the pit. We know that the pit has this has this like its own little psychic astral plane. It's got yep. It's got a throne to take over the pit mentally. Right. <laughs> and and um, lingering psychic where, residue of, uh, of Sabretooth. Of Sabretooth. Yeah. And that's where we leave it is Wolverine vined up in the pit. And the last picture is Krakoa staring with his with his eyes like a well, Cheshire so, cat. So there's one more. Sorry. Is, is this the end of issue 27 or the issue 28? Issue 28. Okay, there's one other kind of thing that's going on, and this is thematic, thematically kind of like continuous or related from the X-Lives and X-Deaths of Wolverine story where he's kind of like character development through pain and like his history of pain and identity mm-hmm. through pain. And so pain and is so integral to to Wolverine's identity and like his sense of self that he is his he's starting to regain his higher functions that were stripped away from resurrection through the identification of pain. He is like reincorporating these aspects of himself that have been pulled away through pain because that Mm -hmm. is like kind of like core identity concept for him. And that's how it's his path path back to the real world. So, yeah. And then beast gets subpoenaed. (laughs) by uh congress and has and is you know reporting on like no we we don't we don't have a wolverine as an assassin have you seen all the ridiculous superhero stuff that goes on like it wasn't him and just lying his teeth off and then being like well you know you're doing all this other bad stuff so let's let's uh you know let's not 
focus on on this. This is a blah 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 blah. Just obstruction and and obfuscation and continuing to be a, a bastard. Yeah, and so in the in the like court hearing, they're calling him out about the Wolverine stuff, and Beast just says, "Yeah, but what about the X desk?" And it's like, "Oh, right, uh, wow, <laughs> yeah." I know. I feel like that's playing your trump card a little too soon. Oh, I agree. Yeah, but uh, but we'll see what we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. I so like I like like everybody knows at this point. So I'm reading these in the TPs, right? right. And this book is 26 through 30. Okay. The yeah. fact that I had to put this down was <laughs> the most frustrating. <laughs> Oh, Thankfully, man. you were mostly putting it down to read X Force, which we also read for this episode. Right, which which goes which plays at like the exact same time. Wolverine. Yep. So at least there's that. However, there is X Men Red number eight. You said you didn't read this. I, I no, I did. I didn't read oh, did. uh, X Men X Men nineteen twenty one. That's right. That's right. That's right. There's yeah, some of it. X Men Red eight. Okay. Uh, before we get into the actual plot of it. There's one thing that I don't know if I'm excited or not that they brought back. Is it Black Jack um, O'Hare? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Um, so Cable has his metal arm. Yeah. But then he like activates his techno-organic virus and it it like it like symbiote skins into the black and like Tron blue. Yeah. On his arm. Right. And it's like two different tech like i always thought that the the metal plated arm was the techno organic virus it, it, i don't know maybe it's like a solid versus a liquid state <laughs> or or something but like i liked that look cuz that we we first saw that look when he used the techno organic virus to like control the, the right. peak when it was falling right <laughs> uh, onto onto mars or earth but it's then when he died and got resurrected, he had the regular plated arm back. Right, right. And then in this issue, he just like turns it on and then like uses it like a malleable thing. I don't. Know, it mm. it was a weird I see return, what but I but I like the design. I like the look of it because okay. I just like I just like black background with a bright color. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> as anyone who's ever seen any of my anythings that I've created on a website. <laughs> <laughs> but uh so like it was fun to see that come back, but it's also weird that like I don't know, I guess I in my you. head it's gotta be it's gotta be a solid and, and liquid state of techno organic virus. That's the only way I can make it work in my head. <laughs> sure. <laughs> that has nothing to do with the plot of the issue and I figured this was the time <laughs> to say it. Okay, fair, fair. <laughs> this did not catch my attention and I had no thoughts about it. Yeah, <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> okay, so as far as plot's concerned, this is kind of a turning point and seeing where Brant... So last issue was finding... was Cable and WizKid gathering a few people to deal with Brand because they found out that Brand is working against Krakoa. Basic and Araco, basically. Yes. Um, having teamed up with Orcus and has her, she's she's space Nick Fury without Nick Fury being the man on the wall. <laughs> she's she's most of our Nick Fury re- listeners Nick Fury. don't know what 
man on the I wall is. Know. So Space Nick Fury is good enough. <laughs> yeah, she's she is Space Nick Fury, and but she's also Space Space Nick Fury anti mutant. Like personal well, no, agenda that is, has nothing to do with yes, Rocco and she, Krakoa and all that. She is herself a mutant. She is a mutant. She has and the that has given her Krakoan citizenship. However, she hasn't spent much of her life on Earth. She doesn't really give a damn about it either way. She's been deeply invested and involved in interstellar politics for a long time. And she sees this more as an opportunity along the things that she's been playing at for quite a while, rather than like allegiance to the mutant cause. Yes, yes, yes. It's a and along the way, she's you know accurate. screwed some people <laughs> over and, and done some things to Krakoa that that uh, the mutants aren't aren't so fond of. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we've <laughs> I mentioned Blackjack O'Hare before. This issue opens on Weaponless Zen from Legion of X, if you remember, Nightcrawler's Paramour from Arako, or Hookup, or whatever you want to call it. And she's a badass, and she is on Arako on the sort of embassy. Oh, no, wait. No, sorry. She's way out there in the middle of wherever in the galaxy and she is meeting up with mercenaries and looking to kind of um you know join up and and uh, get some jobs done and she meets up with black jack o'hare and the prince of power basically <laughs> bucky o'hare and he-man if you yeah. enjoyed your children's toys these are apparently long running characters in the marvel comics yeah, Prince of Power currently has the Power Stone. Oh, that's that's he something. Was, Holy crap! <laughs> yeah, at least this version. He he was on the last run of Guardians of the Galaxy uh-huh. that I had covered. It was, but it was it was when they were like split into two different teams. Hercules was on one team, and Prince of Power was on the on the other. And yeah, his power kind of wanes it goes back and forth uh because he doesn't have full mastery of the of the power stone power jam oh, okay. but yeah he, he he's he is surfer boy 101 that happens to have some super strength from time to time <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah oh that's right you you he's just like god's perfect himbo yeah yeah oh my god I remember I remember this episode. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. So he he's on again, off again, Guardian of the Galaxy, like cameo. <laughs> yeah. And then Bucky, but uh Bucky O'Hare, uh Jack <laughs> Jack Rabbit O'Hare is is from Half World, just like Rocket Raccoon and yes. Lila and other annual characters that we met in Guardians of the Galaxy 3. <laughs> yep. Because I assume more people have seen that than have read the comics. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. It's what they're there for. <laughs> so, yeah, I didn't realize that Zen and Korra, who, uh, an, another Iraqi mm. mutant who has been uh, involved in the S.W.O.R.D. and X-Men Red comics, I didn't realize that they were sisters. So that's cool. And they they make some mention of their father. You know, did he send you? I know he's returned from his shadows, but I won't speak again. Uh, speak to him again, not after what happened. We don't know what that is, as far I wonder as I know. If it, I wonder if if it's Fishmaster, Fisher King, 
Fisher King. Yeah. That could- yeah. I suppose it could be. He hasn't interacted uh, with either of these characters. Yeah. And because he's in the artist like village. That's and true. And Sen was. His daughter is weaponless Zen. Yeah. She's paints with powers. truth. Yeah. Her paint. She paints truth. And then Korra just like it's not a. Korra's ability is to amplify powers. Mm -hmm. Like they're both non offensive Mm -hmm. powers. I wonder, and since Mm -hmm. in what, like issue six or or even just seven, Fisher King outed himself as the Shadow Council, as the Council of Night. Oh, returned from his shadows. Mm -hmm. You know, and this is X Men Red. That's the the book that he's been a part of. Yeah. Okay. There's, there's some, I thought he said that his family was dead. To him, maybe I don't know. I didn't. Um, I'm adding into him. Just yeah, for yeah, the yeah. Sake of, no, this is good speculation. Retcon, but no, yeah, but it's we'll good see. speculation. We'll I'm into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. cool. I, I love going deeper into this character of Sen. I think that was. Uh, I'm, yeah, was, I'm glad she's still around for sure. Yeah, and then she's popping up in a different title. We get a different creative team <laughs> to kind of mm-hmm, explore mm-hmm. her. You know. I love Sysburier, but he can be a little Sysburier-y. And so getting a, a different creator to, <laughs> to kind of uh, yeah. check it out is also cool. And y- Ewing, Ewing hits more than he misses. Oh, yeah. So I'm, ex- I'm excited to see where he goes with this. So, yeah. So these, these assassins, Zen, Blackjack, Prince of Power, who's just eating an entire turkey leg while they're hanging out. They have been contracted by Cable and Cora to go assassinate Abigail Brand. So that's cool. Here we go. Moving along. Yeah, well, they're passing on Prince of Power and and Blackjack. Right. Cable says, don't call us, we'll call you. Right. (laughs) But we do want Weaponless Sin. Yeah. Uh, So that's cool. I would say there's two plot lines going going on in this uh, issue. The A plot is what follows Cable and 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 his team, which is yeah. Cable, Wizkid, Eden Fessy, Manifold, Weaponless Zen, Korra, and Thunderbird mm-hmm. in his new uh, outfit post <laughs> X-Men. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> and they are investigating, well, they want to take down Brand, and they know that Brand partnered with Orbis Stellaris. Mm-hmm. And they want to know what they're doing. Like why? Why? Orbis Stellaris, who we know is from Earth, and I and somewhere down the line we're gonna know who it is because you already know who it is. Oh fuck, that's right. We we're stopping X Men Red on this issue. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude. So I guess. Okay. Oh, we're gonna fall out. We're gonna find out on X Men Nine. I guess. So is it? Is um, it I think it's in Nine, but I can't say for sure. I, I, I don't remember nine, for sure. That's all that's left on the Destiny Vex resumes section. Yeah, I don't know if my reading. If you just kept going. <laughs> no, well, I mean, I just downloaded, I just had like, you know, whatever, like big folder of Destiny of X yeah. uh, comics on my tablet from from the way my packs order it. Oh, and so you just it might have, it, it might have, yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't take a picture of a list of what we were because I was on a goddamn boat. With no mm-hmm. service, no internet. Mm-hmm. I just mm-hmm. had downloaded a bunch of comics. And I was like, I'm, I'm reading whatever is on this list. And so, uh, and, you know, trusting that they will line up. Uh, so I might have also read 10. I don't okay. know. 
uh, yeah. if it's in nine <laughs> I or took 10, a screenshot of Wikipedia and then used the highlighter function on my phone editor. Um, That's smart. So That's a smart thing to do. You did it the intelligent <laughs> way. So I just uh, nice that. So you know, because I hated having to go back and forth. Oh, <laughs> like, for what sure. Do I, what do I, what do? I, what do, I do? Oh, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I just had to do that, especially because it's in the books. Anyway, so yeah. yeah so this gonna, main, this a plot with they're, yeah, uh, they're going to track down Orbis Stellaris and figure out what's going on. And yeah. Cable knows that Orbis Stellaris, who sent the progenitors. To on that attack on Araco, uh, stole a sample of his techno organic virus. That's right. And techno organic virus being what the like phalanx and warlock are made out of and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. He know, so Apocalypse has twisted this strain of TO virus specifically yeah. to cable. And yep. so he gives a piece of it to Manifold because there's only two places in the entire universe <laughs> where that strain of techno organic virus exists. And so he's like, basically, as a tracker, can you identify where else this is in the universe? It's like, oh, yeah. He's so cool. Eden Fezzi is so cool. So great. So they take WizKid's chip through the, like, wormhole and come to the place called the World Farm. Yep. It's the home of the progenitors, uh, super alien super scientists, ancient alien super scientists, the ones who attacked Rocco, Steel virus. I was assuming Solaris was using progenitor clones, though, if he's got access to the real ones. And then so they hop in and they see that they've been cloning or breeding Gable's yep. virus yep. in the lab. And then they see the three progenitor these random three progenitors mm-hmm. are just like in frozen animation kind of reminds me of hollow knight like the yeah 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 <laughs> the, that's they, all it's just that's random a great aside. one that's a great one yeah <laughs> and they pull up this game you uh, haven't played but have watched seven thousand yeah. hours of lore videos about <laughs> And they play a recording and they see that the progenitors are the ones who in the past were the ones who messed with Vulcan when he came back from the fault way back in Realm of Kings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we learn. And so and we hadn't we haven't seen Vulcan since then. Right. right until, it, Krakoa. It, until Krakoa started. Yeah. Yeah. And there was kind and, of a mystery. And of I like, was always like, where what the hell? Why is he what? back? Yeah. It's so weird. Yeah. And then we spent some time, I think in the regular X-Men title yep. a couple years ago, yep. seeing Vulcan's perspective of these exact memories of this recording that yeah. they are going to veil him. They're like, oh, wait, there's a seed of good in you. We're going to remove that. Right. <laughs> and then we're going to just make you just the destructive, terrible person that you can be and remove any sense of good. And then we're going to veil it around a very thin visage of happiness and peace. And so now Cable's team have watched this video and they're like, holy shit, that's terrible. What are we going to do? And then and then, as soon as they watch that, Orbis Stellaris wearing a... So Orbis Stellaris is just a giant disco ball. Yeah. A golden disco ball. Yep. And now it show, he shows up on a giant mech as the head of the giant disco ball. Yeah. So, and then he's like, don't you think... Uh, shouldn't you say my progenitors? Yeah, and that's last we see in that a plot. <laughs> uh, because... Well, also Vulcan shows up and 
Oh, oh no, wait, sorry. Right, that's the but because of the B plot, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> which the B plot is another meeting of the Galactic Council because mm-hmm. it gets outed that the the Shi'ar prolonged the Kree Scroll War. The Kree yeah. Scroll War yeah, is yeah, one yeah. of those like it's such a classic Marvel plot that you know you can point to it and be like, this is one of the like true atrocities of in, in Marvel history, basically. And, and and it went on forever and ever and ever. And Shi'ar withheld information that could have led to peace because these two rival empires staying at war furthered their purpose. And with all this crap that's going on in Marauders, Zandra is in a very you know conciliatory and reconciliation kind of mood and wants to make amends for all of the things that the Empire has fucked up. Yeah, and and so, yep, and so she comes clean about it, and she's like, you know, we're we've got a lot of work to do, uh, but you know, let's let's make the peace process start, and then Vulcan shows up, and he's like, nah, fuckers, I'm your king. (laughs) Yeah, Vulcan's just like, rejoice, your king has returned. Oh God, (laughs) yep. (laughs) So he's he's cuckoo bananas. He's completely off his rocker. Which we could have always, maybe, we knew, we guessed, but hard, right. it was hard to know exactly how bad the situation was. The other oh, thing, yeah. Frenzy, aka Joanna Carjo, oh. and mm-hmm. Pybok, the, the power scroll, have some uh, some flirtation going on, which I like this for her. Get her over <laughs> Scott Summers. Sorry. Yeah. And... <laughs> That was always kind of, I mean, it was an interesting pairing for that storyline, but like, she's too fucking cool to just like pine for somebody, even Scott, Mm. you know, like she's got to have other stuff going on and not just romantically, but sure. Why not also romantically? So (laughs) yeah, more frenzy, always a good thing. She's a fantastic character. The only other thing with this issue is, get her, get her uh, hooked back up with uh, with Necra and uh, Oya in their, uh, you know, their yeah. plot for um, the black woman supremacy and, and kill all the white men, et cetera, et cetera. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> the only, yeah. The, so there's this above top secret beyond eyes only five phase game plan <laughs> from uh-huh. uh, what's her face from Abigail Brand about how she's going to. Oh yeah, plots along. Yep. So we see this is this is the background of what, and we finally get the full picture of what Brand has been up to and what her like machinations have been Mm. from the start, which means they're basically done (laughs) in comics terms. Like once you see the full picture, it means that it's yeah. Yeah, so Crisis becomes advanced. So basically phase five is literally going to be the plot point that happens next. But so here's my issue. Well, let's let's run through this real quick. So okay. her phase one is cultivate and prepare useful allies with Krakoa, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also meet up with Orbis Stellaris and and you know get him get him to bring back Vulcan, get the progenitor allies, blah blah blah, etc. Phase two, look for opportunities, seize them. So Exoswords thing, getting the peak back, very cool for her. 
empire bringing about like you know uh galactic instability very cool for her this is this is some pretty like bog standard little finger shit right like mm-hmm. <laughs> chaos is a ladder etc cetera, etc cetera. phase three consolidate power get rid of alpha flight you know manipulate the snark war like they did in the sword thing or the king and black crossover stuff like you know just be present and be part of doing all this and then approach the the orcus for that alliance and then trigger a crisis so this is what she's doing exactly right now bringing vulcan in and bringing you know creating friction between Arako and the galactic community, creating friction between the Shi'ar and the galactic community, and then introducing Vulcan as a puppet that can kind of like expand that instability and then turn that to advantage, Uh, blame the whole thing on the X-Men because Vulcan, and then basically take over world slash galactic security by turning sword into the new shield, blah, 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 blah. It's pretty, like I said, it's 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 the little finger playbook done in, in a very straightforward way. Chaos is a ladder or shock doctrine capitalism for all my heads out there who've read some Naomi Klein, you know, find the find the opportunities, exploit them. Straightforward stuff. Yeah. But that, so- that's 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 kind of like the big reveal, which I mean, not that much of a real reveal, but there it is this is yeah, this is yeah. this is brand this is brand's entire plot completely summed up now we've got it now we know that now now that we have it we know that there's no chance of it actually playing out as <laughs> comics right because comics i guess okay so you or specifically because of the way in the krakoa era how these sort of like the the way that they used like redaction and withholding information to kind of like make reveal like make exposition hits like turn into big reveals the moment that they get subverted yeah <laughs> so my only and uh, this is just me being incredibly nitpicky yeah the different this and this for me is the difference between her uh, Abigail Brand and a uh, Nick Fury or even uh, Scott Summers. Sure, the way this is shown makes it look like she's only ever had one plan. Right, it's very linear. There yeah. aren't wheels within wheels. There's just a wheel. Right, and that's fine. It like this could just be one file, and that's the one we're using. Like, if sure, the way it's presented makes me feel like she's got a one track mind. Yeah, and that she's on, she's only manipulating events in order to make her one track work. Sure, yeah. As opposed to the way that Scott or Nick would do this is, if this happens, this yeah. is how we're going to react. If yeah. this happens, this is what we're going to have set up for that. Like yep. it's 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 more flexible. And there is flexibility in this. Like, oh, X of Swords happened. You know, we that was <laughs> right. unexpected, but we've got yeah, this, yeah. you know, kind of iron in the fire that we can profit off of. But yeah, I, I, I'm with you here. This uh, is not a, a particularly sophisticated uh, set of right. plotting. 
and and yeah, and and that's nothing against brand because she could have other files, she could have other folders. Sure, uh, it's just this file makes it look weird. It's just presented interestingly. Anyway, yeah. it's not a big deal, but it ends with Vulcan showing up and and brand with her with Mentallo being like checkmate, and we'll see what happens on the next issue. That's yeah. Whenever we do another Destiny episode. <laughs> <laughs> You say the word, man. I've done a lot of this reading, clearly. I know. Okay, X-Force 34 through 38. It's a lot of X-Force. Yeah, it's all all collected in X-Force Volume 6. Oh, Uh, look at that. You only had to read one TP. Awesome. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Uh, You have to (laughs) switch back and forth between multiple large things. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's basically two storylines. Yeah. The first one was pretty forgettable. And then the second one was <laughs> less forgettable. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Do you want to? Yeah. Sage's drinking is getting even worse. <laughs> and they're just like, they're going hard on this. They're hammering her, you know, and this is a trope, right? Like the within spy fiction about like, the horrible things that you need to do and, you know, the unhealthy and self-destructive coping mechanisms like drinking and drugs that you use to, to, to get through it and numb, numb the pain and numb the conscience, et cetera. So she's doing that thing and she's doing it <laughs> a lot. Yeah. And it's, it's gotten to the point where it's affecting her ability to be the man in the chair. Yes, she is giving bad instructions. She's getting operatives killed, etc. Yeah. Oh, God, I can't even imagine the guilt with that. Right. And then also, there's this thing going on with Sever Blackmore and Maverick on a prison planet and Solem. So Solem sneaks his way to be a guard. Solem being his mutant ability is that his skin is made out of adamantium. Which, sure, <laughs> uh, I've already voiced my antagonistic sure. feelings about that. And then uh, Sever Blackmore, while being incredibly large and muscular, <laughs> uh, his mutant ability is that his skin is, or his blood is acid, and he spits yeah. acid. And then, so yeah, so he's on that on this prison planet. We also find out that this prison planet is either being guested by or run by fucking Beast. Of course, yeah. Beast just has his own prison planet. <sighs> yeah. I, it's just like, he, he oh, they're, they're just, again, there's not, there's not much subtle here. They're hamming, hammering us over the head with the, the, you know, fact that Beast has gotten completely high on his own supply convinced of the necessity of him being the evil bastard and doing the hard things that need to get done for the security of Krakoa to the point where this isn't even doesn't even have anything to do with the security of Krakoa this is just consolidating his own personal power base really mm-hmm. he's, uh, he's got yeah. he's got his own Guantanamo Bay <laughs> and he is imprisoned you know enemies of the state of Krakoa and mm-hmm. You know, one thing that is really frustrating about this, they've never really made the storytelling case that this version of Beast is necessary. You know, like they've never they've never 
had i mean they i guess that was kind of like the very start of x-force when xavier gets assassinated and they're like oh shit this is real right but like Mm -hmm. each escalation of his moral like if they want us to believe this or want him to come off as even a conflicted character even like a like not even sympathetic necessarily but like somebody who's like we understand the path that he's walking down or like we we can kind of like you know like a walter white kind of thing right like then each of these escalations in his moral character needs to be matched with uh, an escalation of the threat against Krakoa and his, you know, continued like justification uh, of, of the, the ends justifying these terrible means and, and, you know, going like down the moral ladder, like one or two rungs at a time, instead of just fucking letting go and free falling all the way to the bottom. Yeah. It's, so to go with that, I guess my complaint is that there is like, there seems to be no remorse. Yeah. And there was a whole, after schism, there was, a, there was this like really good annual issue between Scott and Logan when, because this is during a time when Scott was on Utopia doing the military version of X-Men and Wolverine was back at the, at the school school for higher learning doing yep. the student version of x-men and so yep. they end up crossing paths and they beef with each other at a bar and they have a drink and at the end wolverine's just like honestly you my only complaint is that you don't you don't hate yourself enough for uh, <laughs> for 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 killing xavier and oh uh, yeah it, it was just like it, it was from those like i still you know i still I still love you. I still uh, appreciate what you do for respect the the hell out of you. Yeah. But, but you show zero signs of remorse for your actions. Right. And I, and that I can't sit by because that's all Wolverine is. He's, he's a walking ball of remorse. (laughs) Right. And so that's kind of the same thing that I'm seeing here with beast of just like, I'm going to do these heinous BS bullshit not even morally gray anymore actions yep. yep and this is for for the good of Krakoa I swear nominally yeah <laughs> and, he, <laughs> and he never and he's completely unaccountable and he doesn't mm-hmm. you know yeah yeah so yeah it's 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 obnoxious but anyway so his it's uh, we also we we misrepresented it's not a prison planet it's a prison moon that's oh. no moon. So it's smaller. Is, okay. is really the okay. Okay. So he's not full Shi'ar evil where they have prison planets upon prison, prison planets. Prison, yeah. prison galaxies for the Shi'ar. Right. Exactly. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the staff is, he's staffed up by Maverick and his Merc team. They're the wardens for this prison. And uh, he does in human, it's the quiet council doesn't know about it. And he's using the prisoners to test his new biotech, which yeah. Forge is already your biotech. Move on. <laughs> 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 Whatever. Anyway, it lasts 
all of one issue. Right. And <laughs> I mean, who knows how long it's been going on in the past, but sure. yeah, yeah, from the time we're introduced to it, they, um, they Psalm, knock Psalm it over gets Sever Blackmore out. They, they do a prison break. Giant Beast prison break. Is, Beast is uh, locked in his lab and trying to ask X-Force for help. Well, I guess first he's using all of his experimental drugs on his right. prisoners to try to distract. The but people. eventually, you know, they bring him home in chains. They bring him home. Yeah. So they got, um, and while Sage Red, has hit complete rock bottom has cost, you know, what, like failed an exfiltration for Domino and cost her her life and she needed to be resurrected. And Omega Red. So Omega Red's upgrades are interesting but i feel like it makes yeah. him a little too deus ex omega <laughs> talk about it so on the last resurrection sage kind of convinced the five to give him an extra upgrade where his tentacles so originally for those who don't know <laughs> omega red has these tentacles that you can the carbonadium tentacles that he can use to drain your life force and that's gonna yeah. be his mutant power. Those two his things. mutant power is draining the life force. The tentacles were implanted in him as a way to extend the range of there you go. his death spore. Yeah. So Sage had the five upgrade his those carbonadium tentacles to have like tech inside them, so he can use it to hack basically like any droid or robot you've ever seen in any sci-fi movie <laughs> that just has the USB port needed to <laughs> hack into any computer. Yeah, yeah. Now what Omega Red can do. Yeah, they gave Omega Red a USB port. Exactly. He can charge your phone. He can hack a thing. He can hack the entire US government uh, from a CD exactly. drive, etc. Yeah. So they use him to track and find this random... Krakoan gate that's not on the books yep. and ends up being the gate that goes to the prison planet. So they go and see because they're looking for beast anyway. And they're like, duh F. You yep. gotta ask him about where Wolverine's been. And then they get there to a completely destroyed, messed up <laughs> prison. Yeah. And they're like, uh, we need to get to the bottom of this. They find Beast and he's like, Oh, good, you're here. Escort me home. <laughs> like, dude. Right. Don't be such a dick. So they chain him up. <laughs> yeah. So they chain him up and bring him home. There's there's a really small side plot where Sage uses teams up with Tom to make a spark and she flame throws the last of her alcohol to burn. Oh yeah. A mutated mutant that got through the gate to kill her. But yep. And this is this is supposed to be our like sign that she realizes she's hit rock bottom she's given up you know the drink in order to save you know to do her duty blah 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 i'm guessing so, yeah, so, i'm guessing that's the, the that's the reason for that side story and that plot point is she chooses yeah. the job over the drink and then which is a little heavy-handed but there you go right <laughs> and that's the end of that plot and then that was two issues and then the next three issues is a, a different storyline Omega Red is very compliant. Like he has, yeah, he has drank the X Force juice it, very quickly. It's digested. It is in yeah. his system. <laughs> as much of a back and forth as the first, like you know, 
30 issues of, of this series had with him being a good guy and a bad guy and, and fucked around by this faction and that faction mm-hmm. and being useful for this and then being exploited for that. Mm-hmm. He's been messed with really hard by X-Force and Krakoa and he is yeah. playing the role of the good soldier without without fail. From your history with Omega Red, does this <laughs> does this make sense as a like character arc? <sighs> Omega Red is an extremely 90s character. <laughs> by which I mean he's not much of a character at all. He's got a top ponytail. Yes. <laughs> okay. And I, and and he's yeah. got, you know, and it's like, oh, he's he, he he is a character who exists because Jim Lee thought he'd be fun to draw. Okay. Um, yeah. That's really I mean, all he, there is to looks him. Exa- he looks like a mashup of half of Wildcats. <laughs> from I mean, the same that's, era. <laughs> yeah, that no, I mean, because Jim Lee did Wildcats, exactly. He yeah. he yeah. he literally took like I don't know if literally, but like you look at Warblade in yeah, any group, group photo, like any group pose of of uh, of of the Wildcats team, and you're like, you just recycled Warblade. some X Men pencils that that yeah. you hadn't turned in yet. Like Warblade is Wolverine, the Rifter the is lady. Gambit, Zealot is Storm, yeah, uh, Spartan <laughs> is Cyclops. Like it's yeah. right there. It, uh, what's her name? <laughs> Void is Jean Grey. Like, there's yeah, there's Mal's nothing else. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, or Mal, or Mal Colossus. Yeah, or Colossus. Just a big, big boy. Anyway, yeah, these, um, these, this was you, these. It, <laughs> these were literally pencils that for an X Men book that you just hadn't turned in yet. <laughs> yeah, so I guess I was just I was wondering about that because before I. I'm sorry. I have to rant more about this. It's like you start image comics and you're like, this is great. Like we finally, like we've got the corporate monkey off our back and we can make anything we want to. We're not tied to editorial decisions and, and, you know, like higher ups who say like spike your stories and tell you what to draw and not to draw. And then he makes literally X-Men. Yeah. But they're covert action teams. They're not the X Men, <laughs> and they're wild. Yeah. Yes, they're 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 very edgy and extreme. <laughs> Man, their 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 toys were kind of cool. Yeah, I <laughs> I drank the Kool Aid when I was a kid. I thought that they were absolutely going to be the great thing. I thing, bought a bunch yeah. of their toys. I bought the Wildcats video game. Do you remember <laughs> that? Vaguely. <laughs> Ooh, it was not good. <laughs> oh man. I just remember the cartridge. Mm-hmm. I don't remember ever seeing it played. <laughs> we, we, we're busy playing Ken Griffey Jr. <laughs> I would rather yeah, you would rather get beaten by me playing Ken Griffey right Jr. Foot. by 18 <laughs> runs while I'm playing with my feet. <laughs> then uh, boot up I could not cats. figure that fucking game out at all. That was rough. That was real rough. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> it was, it's dude, all it's all payback from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles me, fighting game. Yeah, for yeah, Teenage yeah, yeah, Fighters for we, sure. We, you but know, like, this is just like this is the receipts of being childhood friends. It's like, oh, I was such a piece of shit to you for this. Well, dude, I was such a piece I of shit to you for that. So. I gotta tell you though, 
that experience with Ken Griffey Jr. Uh huh. Showed me the potential of basic video games, like <laughs> that you can take it to us to a level that the gen the generic gamer <laughs> couldn't even fathom. Like the stuff that we watch, like like speed runs. On yeah, now, yeah. Yeah, that was like that was the birth of the idea that you could break a game. In it's the fact fucking that you could go one fucking inning in, in a baseball game and go through your roster twice <laughs> before you get three outs. <laughs> no, I need this. I need the I need the the fucking summoning salt video of us playing Ken Griffey Jr. baseball when we were kids. Just like, oh my god, dude! He was up eighteen runs in the first inning. <sighs> And then was fucking, this happened. That was a, that was a core memory. It was a core memory. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. <laughs> Nobody is going to get this reference. It's fine. That's fine. That's fine. How dare they? Um, so, yeah, I was asking about that, about Thank you. Uh, Omega, because I didn't know if this was just the writer using who he wanted to do that sort of like character arc or if the or if like omega red had a history of like struggling with being a bad guy like let me try being a good guy let me do something nice let me not kill this person like i i don't i've i've seen the only time i've really dealt with omega red was in that wolverine origins storyline oh yeah where he was like dying to his carbonadium poisoning that's uh, so, that's like, his constant storyline. That's uh, whenever <laughs> you see Omega Red, it's because he's dying of his car- carbonadium poisoning, and yeah. he needs the carbonadium synthesizer in order to blah blah blah, yeah. blah 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 blah. Yeah. And so he was like, he was sickly and not like at his peak or whatever. Yeah. And so that coupled with you know the Omega Red you get from like X Men the animated series. Yeah. He's he's <laughs> I've I've I feel like. From my experience, there's not a lot of like nuance of character. No. And so I didn't know if there was one at some point, or this is the first time we've seen him like try the good guy thing. Yeah, no. I think this is the first time he's tried the good guy thing, but there's not I like, couldn't point to like been, a yeah, but Juggernaut Juggernaut, has, Juggernaut has a history of like trying yeah. to do better. And Same like man's got a history. Like totally. It, it, some, uh, all, some all of enemies. these guys with the last name Marco. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Damn it. It's, it's just like so it's Man, we're making all like, the callbacks today. There are a number of returning villains that have been given enough time on paper to have these ups and downs and like explore their character a little bit. I yeah. don't know if Omega Red was one of those or not. Fuck I just no. Read it. Okay. <laughs> cool. Cool. Well, I tried. Sorry, Omega. <laughs> Sorry, Alex. Wait, his name is Lexi. Alex. No, yeah. Right now. No. Oh God. Arcade. 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 Yes. Sorry, Arcade. Goodbye. <laughs> okay. So the next three issues are. A return to the man with the peacock tattoo. Right. Because there are all these storylines just kind of like in carousel rotation in the X-Force book. And it's like, oh, now it's time to check in on Zeno again. Zeno, if you don't remember, is anti-mutant organization that has popped up 
ties kind of to or they've been working with the Russian government uh, or with Mikhail Rasputin's faction within the Russian government, you know, but their their whole thing is kind of like engineering sort of anti-mutant superhuman super soldier dudes increasingly weird and grotesque ways they're kind of like the human right but they're different right you meant you men put powers on like a pedestal like it's a it's yeah. a fantasy life for them. right right yeah <laughs> yeah it's more it's they're more lifestyleist and this is just yeah. like the pure utility of of like having people with powers to do things for you mm-hmm. uh so yeah so there's a new organization that Domino is trying to infiltrate called Panacea. Guess what? It's Zeno or mm-hmm. it's a front for Zeno. So she, you know, goes in and they hand her a Wolverine heart on a platter. And, uh, and they're like, oh, this is the time to go, you know, do the thing. And then they, they kind of, the Zeno folks get the drop on the, on X-Force and big fights ensue mm-hmm. and then they they lose because the mutants are amazing uh but yeah they all and have like a <laughs> body melting cyanide pill yeah yeah deadpool's like ah, i wonder what's under you know he starts quoting scooby-doo and he's like i wonder what's underneath who you are underneath the mask and he pulls it off and the guy's head just melts <laughs> deadpool's like okay take it back let's put the mask back on <laughs> <laughs> And so then they, oh, there is a, okay. So, so next is a really heartbreaking scene. So I don't, yes. I don't know. Do you want to spend time on Cecilia's medical report or do you just want to move on? <laughs> I didn't really have any notes there. It, it's just, yeah, they, they turn, they turn to goo. Yeah. The yeah. Xeno guys turn to goo. <laughs> yeah. You basically get like the medical re- Thought, re- yeah. reaction to that as opposed to just like, oh, wow, they melted. That's weird. Yeah. <laughs> The, um, Cecilia Reyes confirms that they are indeed goo. <laughs> so we get a medically so, speaking. Okay. God. Okay. Yeah. So Domino comes back after. So after that mission, Domino, Domino comes back to her house, to her room, and in it is a uh, rolled up painting. She opens it, and it's a painting of her, of Domino in Zeno's test tube place that when they were like removing her skin way back in the early issues of the first couple issues of and and back then she she and colossus back when he was on the team they were on a mission together she died and as she was dying she told colossus like make sure they resurrect me with this memory i want to remember this and then they didn't and she was like oh well must have been fine. Yeah. Oh, that was so frustrating for me to to oh yeah to see. I, that was I, really gosh, one of those man. first indications of like shit ain't right on Krakoa. Yeah. Oh, There's man. some I, 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 and you you kind of like assumed at that point that this was like the the I assumed that this was general weirdness of Krakoa and the resurrection process and not like not specific fuckery Tom from yeah. <laughs> beast. Yeah. And then, so she recognizes the artistry and the paint strokes, and she knows it's Colossus. So, yeah. Dalma goes to uh, goes to Colossus, and freaking 
Colossus, Colossus who is taking... being mind control or like controlled at this point by the outrageous Russian stereotype yeah. uh, alcoholic author. <laughs> yeah, uh, mutant author who, yeah. uh, whatever he writes, I guess, comes true, acts as like uh, mind control influencing yeah. uh, the person. It's basically Death Note without the, the death part. <laughs> if people uh, have watched Death Note, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> under the control of Mikhail. Yeah. So, so we've, we see Pete is digging a new waterway that will in the savage land for the, the fields of flowers that he's been tending because uh, his girlfriend used to do that because she was a hydrokinetic. Her right. main powers was hydro and, and um, he killed her, but he snapped her <laughs> neck while uh, under the mind control thing. And was, and it was told not to remember. And so, yeah. And now she's buried out in the field. And so, he just knows that she's not there. And so he needs to build a new waterway. And Domino's like, that's kind of weird, right? And he's just yeah. like, I just, I'm just trying to make a living out here. And, and then so she shows him the the paper, the painting. It's just like, what the hell? Why would you do this? You know, yeah. like, you know, why would you I went through for that? Yeah. Go into my habitat and leave this there. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, honestly, I don't remember doing this at all, let alone going to your biome. I'm sorry. I just have, I, don't know. And so Domino's pissed. She walks away. And then Colossus knows something's up with him. And yeah. so he calls himself a liar. He punches himself in the face, calls himself a spy, calls himself a traitor, and then armors up and then goes back to digging the waterway. Yeah. Ugh. Just, Heartbreaking. Ugh. Those or Kyoto. Man. man. Okay, I'm not going to do <laughs> know, this right again. Yeah, yeah, I know you've got a soft spot for for Colossus, the poor guy, but like because of this scene and where we're going with X Force right now, yeah, the bedrock of this entire title has been this tragedy of of Pete and Nina, yeah, and yep. every and and the bullshit that goes on around them, yep. And it is so heartbreaking. Neither yeah. of them deserve this. <laughs> Not a bit of it. No. Uh, damn, dude. Anyway. Oh, and then we come to another auction of that guy that's been doing these high value auctions for mutant related stuff that Wolverine's been messing with 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 his CIA buddy. I forget his name right now. Jeff Bannon. Jeff Bannister. Jeff Bannister, there it is. And they have a Krakoan egg. Um, yep, just on auction. And it turns out that Beast had the five make an invalid egg, or that he they met they they made an egg and then he programmed it to be invalid, but have a yeah. tracking system in it. Yeah. And then <laughs> take it to the auction house and use that as a way to get, you know, Intel on Zeno, get the drop on them, etc. It's a real dangerous game there. But yeah, kind of use it as a, a Trojan horse. Yeah, because when you're dealing with wanting to create your own mutant powers, having an egg that can that has the fluid to make any mutant power you fucking want. Yeah. <laughs> right? It's kind of a big deal. A <laughs> little bit. Just a little bit. 
And they're like, and Sage and Domino are like, you're an absolute idiot. And he's like, don't worry, it's foolproof. The only, for them to successfully activate the egg, well, there are an impossible number of steps you can consider, including the help of a telepath of remarkable genius. And, and look at that. They have a telepath of remarkable genius because they stole one earlier in the pages of X-Force. Yeah. So, yeah. So the man with the peacock tattoo, we see he's hold, he's got this little kid in the exact same outfit as him. And he has a little pink spike that is has become indicative of psychic powers. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and that's like the cliffhanger for the that issue. So it we've seen out, this kid before. We have seen that kid before. He, yeah. he is the baby that was stolen from the hatchery. Yes. Like a couple uh, of... One of the many t- dangling plot threads in X-Force. Yeah. It, finally, they're finally getting back to it. Did that happen in X-Force or in Legion? Oh, I thought that... Or, X. or, or I thought... I thought Nightcrawler was involved. Oh, maybe. I don't oh, remember, honestly. Yeah. Or might it, it doesn't matter. <laughs> but, but a baby was stolen, and this is where yeah. that baby is now. So yeah. we find out that the man, the peacock tattoo, like forcefully aged this baby. And so baby. now he's like he's like eight, nine years old. Yeah. <clears throat> he is a mutant and he's got uh psychic powers, and they're using his psychic ability to unlock the egg because. That's all you need. Is duh. An idiot. Yeah. <laughs> there's a there's a pullback of this lab that they're in that has a bunch of like test tubes and stuff of like all the experiments they've been running on the mutants of X Force basically, mm-hmm. and you've got like you've got like an Omega Red that has tentacles coming out all over his body. <laughs> you have. A cyclops with his like body like unfurling, a cyclops colossus. Sorry, some um, really body horror stuff here. Yeah, you've got you've got Domino with extra spots. <laughs> got multiple oh, heads no. of Deadpool. You have uh-huh. a baby Logan with claws, not just coming out of his hands, but also his knees. You have another <laughs> Logan with bones just coming out of his. I, I mean, chest. look. Laura has the the toe bones. Daken ha- has, has the, the wrist, wrist bones. You, you at a certain point you you need to come up with. You need you another know, joint. You, <laughs> yeah, you're running out of bone joints here. <laughs> Imagine, oh god, they're gonna have one where it just comes out of his head. <laughs> oh, be yes. the most. The, at least that's got to be a parody side issue. Yes. Definitely. <laughs> like how, like with the Scarlet was saying, it was no comma more mutants. Like <laughs> right. there needs to be the reject rejected member of the snicked family. <laughs> and he just has a bunch of <laughs> spikes that just come for out of his forehead. I love it. Yes. <laughs> it's like, I can't retract them, otherwise I go brain dead. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> oh man. Anyway, so yeah, so we get a little bit more body horror of them trying to make a Basically, they've been trying to make a like X Force Chimera. Yeah, uh, because someone... reasons. Just you, yeah. you, you are a bad guy with a creepy genetics lab. You have to, you have to combine the powers of the entire team against you for reasons. Mm-hmm. They don't know what. So 
the reason why they're freaking out, or well, we haven't told you that they're freaking out, but they are freaking out because by activating the egg, they also deactivated the tracking device mm. that Beast put in there. And Great so job, Beast. They're like, cool. So Zeno has a viable egg, and we don't know where they are. <laughs> cool. This is fun. <laughs> Yeah, so the, the the man with the peacock tattoo is hanging out with this little kid. Uh, little kid is calling him father. Like they they've got some sort of like, you know, he's treating them him like his, the kid like his own child, and stuff is a little weird. And and the kid asks like, well, you know, what were what was it like when you grew up? What's you know, tell me about your life or or tell me about your father. Tell me about all these things that like have been motivating you to do all these crazy things and he finally breaks down and does it and before this point somehow it never occurred to me that the peacock tattoo guy could be a pre could either be or be connected to a previously known character like i don't know why but that never that never like oh when never you have age up technology it makes it a little yeah like a little, a little uh, uh, wedgy. <laughs> yeah, because like this man, he's a he's a middle aged man. Like if he's going to be the son of somebody, it's got to be some sort of grandpa. And you have like Silvermane, and that's about it. <laughs> or Vulture. <laughs> There's not a whole lot of like grandpa aged, right? Antagonists. It's true. <laughs> so, but. Because we've talked about this. I was like, do we have any inclination of any anything like And yeah. I was like, do you think it could be anybody? And you're like, nah, it's got to be someone brand new. Which and is hilarious is, that yeah. we had that conversation like the I last know. time we saw this guy on paper. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. It, and it is a new character. Yes. Kind of. It's a new character with a direct legacy to an existing character. Yeah. He is, as we find out in this issue, the clone of uh, the Genosian gene engineer, the sort of like, you know, biotechnician who it turns out he was borrowing heavily from ultimately Mr. Sinister's work, but a few steps removed, brought to him by Sugar Man from the Age of Apocalypse. (laughs) But creating, you know, and activating powers in the Genosian populace among people with like recessive X genes or like kind of like precursor genes that seemed likely to sometime generations down the line result in a full mutant activation. It was never very clear how that corresponds with the single X gene mutation that we, that, you know, that we've explained mutants with since then. But yeah, he he was a, a bad dude who was responsible for the entire slave apartheid technology in the state of Genosha back in the day before, you know, it was, they were rooted out and the, the country was taken over by Magneto and then genocides and blah, 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 blah. So this guy's a big deal from a long time ago. And he also has other kids including one of my uh, deep cuts characters, his son, Philip Moreau, who was like a defector and, and ultimately the gene engineer, uh, cause his, yeah. So the gene engineer son, Philip 
fell in love with a mutate woman, you know, uh, or was in love with a girl who was identified by the state to be a latent mutant and was turned into a mutate slave. They busted out together, led the re- you know, helped lead the revolution along with the X-Men, et cetera, et cetera. And then at the very end of the whole thing, Gene Janeer switched sides and was like, all right, I, I can't abandon my family to this. Like, let's tear the state down and stop the apartheid. So yeah, that's that's the Gene Janeer. And this guy is the Gene Janeer's clone and his protege. So apparently Gene Janeer, you know, made a bunch of clones <laughs> and used them as sort of like guinea pigs to to find who the the sort of useful ones were gonna be. And the peacock, the guy who eventually became the peacock man was the one who rose to the top, you know, caused a giant accident within the lab, full criticality, meltdown, escaped, had a horribly scarred face in the process. And that's why he wears this peacock mask, because he is atrocious looking. Yeah, not as atrocious as Dr. Doom, because they refuse to show his face. (laughs) (laughs) It's still it's still able to be printed on 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 pick on paper right <laughs> but yeah so that's our that's our baddie that's and our bad guy incredibly anti-mutant to yep. the point where he calls he calls mutants muty which is a fucking <laughs> the, it's a the slur of the mutants yeah but, but but we're just allowed to use it and well you know sometimes. in other titles whenever we yeah. want <laughs> If it was only mutant saying it as a way to reclaim the slur, I would be down. Right. It's but just no, not. it's not. <laughs> yeah. Just anyway, the other, the, so the other thing we get from this issue is we find out that uh, we have the tech, they save deleted memories and files Yeah. Um, on Cerebro. And so. Sure. <laughs> You just load up so, that safe state. Let's, uh, yeah. you know. Yeah. So Domino's like, you know, I was taken by the Gene Engineer, which man, at the time mm-hmm. it was man to be It doesn't matter. I was yeah. taken. I might have memories that could help us pinpoint where they are. So the the memories mm-hmm. that you took from me, can we reinsert them into my mind? Yeah. They're like, yeah, it's going to be incredibly painful. It's going to be like the Matrix. Are you sure you want to do this? And she says, yes. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, so she gets all of that pain, all that memory of all that genetic manipulation and skin grafting and mm-hmm. scalpels and all that stuff. Uh, and the memory of her telling Colossus to not make them forget. Yeah. So Colossus so is all back. He's blown up at this point. There's going to be a reckoning in the next story arc, but not here. <laughs> Maybe even in three story arcs, because that's how <laughs> we've been doing this. That's right. <laughs> and percolate a little bit. <laughs> And she uh, um, she realizes yeah. that they're in Genosha, and we kind of get a, a a text note here on the Gene Engineer. He wants to, he's like, it's weird that all these mutants have different powers. Why not give them all all the powers, or give yeah. somebody all the powers? I want to make the Omega Man. So that's that's what we're up against. That's and what like. <laughs> It's not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I mean, like, 
if Legion just had all those powers and they weren't connected to multiple personalities, he uh-huh. would be the Omega Man. <laughs> sure, but why why would you want or need an Omega Man in the first place? The you know, the whole thing. The, our 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 differences are what make us stronger, Will. We're we're better even without all right. It's fine. <laughs> that doesn't I'm not saying they can't be around. You love sync. <laughs> He has all the powers. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> but like I I get it's it's greedy. If it comes at the if it comes at the price of killing the person you're taking the power from, right. Pass. Yeah. But like why like if you only can fly, why not want more powers? <laughs> <laughs> if you can only teleport, why not also want a prehensile tail? Like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes some things. some characters really just get them stacked on. It's like M. What does she do? Uh, everything. Well, <laughs> yeah. So like, okay, that's fine. Like, I I I get the the catalyst of the idea. Mm-hmm. It's just he took it in a very dark place. Oh yeah. <laughs> so X Force gets in their submarine expert. Submarine Blackbird called the Bluebird, I think. Oh um, boy. <laughs> and they go to Genosha and they, they get greeted by giant like attack on Titan Titans um, <laughs> with no skin. They're all muscle. They're all yeah, like, very pink. gross. And they all attack while we get the first run at the Omega Man, who is mm-hmm. just the X-Force Omega Man. Yep, he's got a, a beast half of a head and back. He's got Wolverine other half of head and claws. He's got Omega Red tentacles. He's got Colossus metal arm. He's got Quentin Choir psychic, you know, energy coming I, out of his eyes. And there's just <laughs> random spots from Domino because what else? Because how else do you? <laughs> Ridiculous. LC show that you have done. And he also problems. has spikes coming from his knees because why not? It's, well, this is yeah, because you run out of places. Because to he's extreme. From. <laughs> oh god, there's another extreme X-Men book that just came out. Oh no. I had to pick that up because because <laughs> you can't help yourself. I assume it's a fill in the blank from the past story. Yeah. But we'll see. We'll see. Anyway, yeah, so they beat the Titans, they get inside. Gene-engineered clone calls the kid a fucking mutie, which comes back to bite him in the ass. They come, the X-Force comes across the Omega Mutant, Omega Man, and they aren't able to stop it because they don't have a psychic on the team anymore. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Basically, Come on, dude. <laughs> Omega Red is the only life lost because Omega Man has a pink powder that it can spit on you and it melts your face. Oh, God. I don't think um, I read this issue, actually. The 38. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't finish this? It's not on my pack. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. Oh, no, that's okay. I, I, honestly, I thought it was kind of odd that you weren't stopping me on some of these points. <laughs> yeah. I was like... <laughs> I was like, that sounds right. But, you know, I would have read it like a few weeks ago by now also. So I'm like, is that, it's not in my notes. What's the, oh, it's not (laughs) in my pack. (laughs) Well, that's fine. So 
basically there there's there's nuance <laughs> here, <laughs> uh, but it basically the fight ends with the kid basically not wanting to be experimented on by the engineer clone uh, yeah. and psychically stopping him and then coming back and psychically stopping the Omega Man. And that's how X-Force gets out of it. And he's going to use, the kid's going to use the Omega Man to kill the kid, to Man. kill the clone, to kill the engineer clone. But then Domino says, don't, like, you don't have to carry that, that scar around on your heart. Let me yeah. take care of him and slaps him and then puts him on, puts him on the operating table. Oh. And she pulls up a scalpel and is like, there's so many places where I could, I could work on this. Do wow. I start here and, and like points at his crotch and then, and then start and the arc I go here, points at his chest or how about, and then removes his mask and she sees his face and she's like, oh my God, uh, <laughs> You so, ugly. <laughs> right? So uh, she says, who did that to you? He says, my father. And he just says, go on, finish what he started. And she says, I just realized something. My scars don't hurt so bad anymore. I'll let you deal with fresher wounds. Max removes your telepathic link to all your children, and they aren't happy. And so all of his gene clone stuff. The re- So <laughs> the reason why he needed... Max, who's the little kid with the telepathic yeah. powers, was to work some of his telepathic ability into every clone that he made uh, so he would have a mental control over everyone. I see. So the kid removed that control and she basically, so uh, Domino basically does a end of Lion King. And <laughs> just walks away as the hyenas pounce on Scar. You're right. And it ends with him screaming. So we're going to assume that he died. <laughs> sure. Seems like a safe uh, assumption. And then they they decide they're going to take Max back to Krakoa. Mm-hmm. And he is holding on to Domino like he's going to be her new, like, adopted child. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh yeah, it's it's honestly there's probably a couple of things that I missed, but sure. I would suggest reading it. Oh, I certainly will. So <laughs> so peacock peacock man's down. That's uh, that's peacock a man's out. Giant, you know, driving villain for so far the entire Krakoa era. So yeah, huh? but he is he was teamed up with with Mikhail, so I think mm-hmm. that's going to be the next right you know touch. It's what we got uh, left. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes. Next on our read was Rogan Gambit 1, 2, and 3. Yes, it was. Conceptually. Yes. My So my feelings about this title are generally ones of sadness. Mm. <laughs> this, compared to Mr. and Mrs. X, are two very different titles and different feels. And the... Two volumes, the like 10 issues that they did of Mr. and Mrs. X are almost completely forgotten about. Like I did not read Mr. Mr. and Mrs. X. Yeah. Mr. and Mrs. X is where, so the two volumes are the first ones where we meet Zandra mm-hmm. uh, and get introduced to her. And then the second one is Spiral hires Gambit to steal her soul back from Mojo. Yeah. And as payment helps rogue gain control over powers huh okay 
And so she has full control of her powers. She can activate them or turn them off whenever she wants. And she also no longer has to use physical touch. Got gotcha. you. Um, Interesting. And, and so those are the things. But like the interaction between the two of them is a one of a trusting and healthy relationship. And they both are serious characters. <laughs> You're right. Uh, Not so in this. And yeah, and we lost a lot of that coming into this Rogan Gambit title. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I thought this book sucked. Yep. <laughs> I'm not going to mince words. Gambit is written as just kind of like a straight up sleazebag. Yeah. Just like no redeeming qualities whatsoever. And they... And, 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 and not only that, because like, okay, Gambit's a kind of, kind of sleazy guy. He's got his redeeming qualities, but if you want to play on this other thing, then like there he's a, he's consistently sleazy in every way and there are no consequences or ill effects he's just kind of like being irresponsible and you know un un uh, the, the the setup for this book is that rogue has been working with the x-men right or she's been on the x-men team she's been busy so she's kind of been like unavailable for a couple time and he's just kind of like carousing and drinking and and being a sleaze. And they're like, well, we're we, you know, we've got this. And I was really excited to to read some Rogan Gambit because they that because their marriage is new to me, right? Because I didn't read their wedding or Mrs. and Mrs. Uh, Mr. and Mrs. X. And so I haven't. You know, they were both in Excalibur together, but they were pretty sidelined with right. so much other shit going on in that story, uh, in the, yeah, in that book. And so I was like, cool, we finally get some character time for Rogan Gambit as uh, a married couple. And, you know, without this sort of like endless on again, off again complications that characterized everything about their relationship what I have read through the nineties, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And no, it, they're, it, it's just kind of, they're not characterized either of them as adults. Like they're just right. not adults. It, do- it doesn't help that rogues art looks like an anime character. Yeah. Yeah, totally. She, she looks like he- a Bishojo. Yeah, like so sad. he's just constantly getting into trouble, and then she comes and beats everybody up and and gets him out of it. They're back to him only sp- like speaking forty percent in French. <laughs> yeah, sure, whatever. Whenever, um, whenever you know the writer took like a high school French and wants to to show it off, then <laughs> <laughs> that's where we're at. So yeah, there's there's a. Um, Lady Deathstrike is in prison in this, even though we just saw. So this was the other thing is that this is clearly like out of place on our reading order. Like this was published a lot later. It's using characters that are, you know, kind of doing other things in the books that we're reading right here. It's also a reference. Yeah. Yeah. So Lady Deathstrike has been in the Deadpool book. But here she's just, she's... Which we're going to read next. <laughs> yeah. She's just in like a maximum security truck being carted off somewhere and gets busted out. Also, Eden Fezzi 
makes an appearance, even though he's deep in this, you know, X Men right. Red sort of brand Abigail brand plot. But that's yeah, fine. and then to, it's fine it, to convince him to help. She's like, after what Brand did to all of us, I don't blame me for being worried about taking orders from Krakoa. And it said the editor's note is to see what happens in X Men Red, but Brand hasn't been outed yet in oh yeah <laughs> by X Men Red Eight. So yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> and it doesn't say what issue to find that out in, right? So <laughs> it doesn't help with the yeah. placement. <laughs> and and so basically, Destiny is wandering through Gambit and, and Rogue's lives. <laughs> And just being like, hey, there's something on. Go do this. Go do that. I won't tell you anything more. And yep. Gambit's like, this is ridiculous, but I'm going to, ins- Rogue, I'm going to, I'm going to insult my mother-in-law to her face. Like, this is the kind of terrible shit that Gambit is being written doing, right? And she and Rogue's like, well, you know, she always has my best uh, interests at heart, so we have to follow through on this. And they approach Eden for his help, and he just laughs them away. But, you know, they they manage to, to go off and work together anyway. And all that does is get Eden captured. Yep. And then the second issue, they're in the middle of Nevada. <laughs> Yeah, so sorry, they're they're captured by a bunch of anti-mutant people who are being led by the UK ambassador who's all anti-mutant, et cetera, et cetera. Sorry, they're in the middle of Nevada. Yeah, they're in the middle of Nevada, and then it's hot, and Mm -hmm. Gambit and Rogue hold hands, and they're like, oh my gosh, you're not stealing my power. And it's like, yeah, Yeah. she shouldn't be. <laughs> no, but she's saying she doesn't even have to like think about it. She doesn't have to con- like consciously control doing this. And so they just I can only assume they just have sex right there in the middle of the desert. That right. must be really awful with those skin tight uniforms. Right? Oh, Get some sand just, in there. Uh hard pass like <laughs> unless they got them built by jumbo and they're like they have zippers in all the right places there's no <laughs> way <laughs> like ugh, so ugh, both never. their powers are turned off yeah they find a mm-hmm. a bar in the middle of nowhere and they're expecting you know anti-mutant bigotry and one tough looking dude is like i'm pretty sure you saved the whole damn world oh shake your hand um, <laughs> and she gets her fucking anime surprise look again. <laughs> I'm black- just, it's yeah. like, I love being able to zoom on my tablet, but like, that's not how old is she? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, <gasps> this, the art has, you know, that's the, the style, the art style of the book. Yeah. That's, I, I suppose know. that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but then, <laughs> I can. Black Panther shows up. Why does Black Panther show up? I still can't figure this out. <laughs> Why is he... He just shows up because Manifold is missing. And somehow he knows they're there. And he's by himself. And Manifold used to be an Avenger. Even though, like, goddamn, it, Rogue used to be... Everyone used to be an Avenger. <laughs> Somebody goes missing... And it's like, like different Avengers team. Okay. Rogue was on Uncanny Avengers. <laughs> it is 
Black Panther up and up on the whereabouts of triathlon? You know, oh, does he know on. where does he know where Stingray is right now? Like I'm gonna, you know what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I don't want to tell you. Yeah. Avengers go missing all the time, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, for some reason, him and him alone came to try and, and uh, just beat the hell out of Gambit and Rogue because Manifold is missing and he blames them. You know, just, just random, normal superhero team up stuff. And so uh, Gambit decides that the only way to get around this is to... <laughs> tie up the the weight staff of the bar where they're at tie the bartender to a stove and light it and start a fire in the kitchen because just because he knows that black panther will do the right thing and save her life just straight villain shit no it's buying them time whatever So, yeah, they make it back to Krakoa and they're like, hey, Forge, give us some tech. Mm -hmm. And so he gives them like little explosive marbles. Yeah. Or no, sorry. Gambit steals explosive marbles. I didn't take notes on this. So I'm I'm scrolling through and talking about anything that looks like it matters. (laughs) And it's not much. No, it's not. But they go to they go to they go to Forge and more. Lovey dovey fun stuff. Oh, they're I mean they're still trying to break out Eden. And then oh you find him and then baddies show up to get the drop on Rogue. And the baddies consist of Vanisher. <laughs> so uh, the reason they were in Forge's lab in the first place, sorry, I, no, I figured yeah. it out. It is because okay. they want to use Caliban powers to track right Eden and, and they're like, hey, didn't you make that Forge had that grotesque Caliban suit? <laughs> and he's like, No, I destroyed it, but he kept the files and uh Gambit stole them. And so from this, she is able to absorb Caliban powers. Right. Question mark. From from the zeros and ones. Yeah. <laughs> Define anyway so she goes so she uses those powers to find Eden. you know what's hilarious is i actually what's that? forgot that connection like i remember them yeah. going and talking about the caliban suit but then yeah. i don't remember how they ended up finding eden because <laughs> I, can't draw, I can't draw conclusions on my own so <laughs> uh, anyway so, so yeah they get the drop they get dropped in on or she gets dropped in on but and, um, yeah, now we find out what happened to Deathstrike. Basically, is she's yeah. been captured along with a bunch of these other villains. Go for it. Yeah. So you got Vanisher, Juggernaut, mm-hmm. who's a Knight of X right now, mm-hmm. um, or mm. you know, before this, I guess. Legionary, um, Legion of X. Yeah, Legionary. Yeah, Legion of X. Sorry, Deathstrike, Manifold, Absorbing Man, and Max Dillon Electro. Yeah, there's two Electros right now. Oh, okay. Fran- Francine Fry, the Lady Electro, okay, and Max Dillon, original Electro, who used to be dead, and then Doctor Octopus or uh, Otto, when he got resurrected by <sighs> Sin Eater, harnessed the electricity in the ether and brought yeah. him back and gave him a physical form. And, and again, anyway, yeah. anyway, 
they they start fighting and rogue is like oh you're all being mind controlled because you have a sim card attached to the outside of your neck that i can just pluck off and pull and then you'll be fine and so uh, oh but this kills them so right that's that's <laughs> so vanisher shows up and he's like oh wait a second i'll just remove the chip and then there's like the voice on the intercoms like oh did i forget to mention those devices are implanted directly into the central nervous system if you remove the devices they will die and then and vanisher's emotion so he'll get resurrected everyone else here i guess they can resurrect anybody now so it shouldn't be that big of a deal but i'm sure they will act as if it is yeah, death can't be the threat for the X-Men anymore. <laughs> right. Or humans, I guess. <laughs> right. Uh, you got anything yeah. else? No. That, that's the end of issue three. Yeah, we're done. Yeah. <laughs> that's fine. Deadpool? <laughs> Deadpool one through five. Uh, yeah. So it starts with a refresher of his old side thing from New Mutants, uh, where he was babysitting the, the new school or whatever they're called, mm-hmm. the younglings. And then at the end, we see that he has this invitation to the atelier or atelier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I don't know. For an audition to join and uh, become a member of this society of assassins that apparently have a long standing tradition of being assassins and exclusive clubness and assassinating that has nothing to do with the Assassin's Guild. <laughs> They've got, you know, some members that you know make you one that we've seen before i guess which Mm -hmm. is lord deathstrike and a bunch of like who the hell (laughs) right yes (laughs) including someone named last bite who (laughs) you're gonna assume is a vampire (laughs) right and drop Uh, someone named drop someone named ravona with an umlaut over the A, but also yeah. with an extra silent H, not so that yeah. she's not confused with Ravona from uh, Kang's history. Oh goodness, Miss um, Ginko. Little, yeah, just wearing a kimono. Woman wearing a kimono. Uh-huh. We've got uh-huh. Aster, who's a little fairy, like uh-huh. you know, winged miniature person. We've got she's Mirror, like who who's just a bunch of shards of mirror skinned person. Mm-hmm. We've got. Alcaldon. Alcaldon. No idea. A lot of these people, so most of these people look like they're from other, either weird world or from other world. You could see uh, that. Like, I think, I feel like, like it specifically says Mirror and Aster are from other world. Oh, okay. I think, I don't fully remember. Anyway, they're, <laughs> they're headed up. The, the head of this place is the Horned Emperor. Yep. smoky headed thing yeah no head like, just smoke with yep. two antlers coming out of the smoke <laughs> very strange and deadpool is on an audition to kill the to assassinate otto octavius doc ock uh, to earn his way into this uh mercenary society and his handler is this new character named valentine vuong and who is non-binary and every time valentine is shown it's with like sparkles and rose petals and and deadpool is extremely enamored also valentine has syringe fingers yeah terrible for playing piano 
<laughs> or wiping your own ass for that matter. Mm-hmm. Deadpool compliments them by saying, you have nice needles. And the feeling we see very quickly is reciprocal. Real quick, because we're, we're starting to get into sort of, you know, the tone of this book and tone and humor is always very important for a Deadpool comic. Yes. Well, what was your take? So we've got a new, a brand new writer working on Deadpool here. Who's, who's never, you know, who is this? Um, Alyssa Wong. What's, uh, what's your take? How, and this is a different take on Deadpool. This is a less sort of like smarmy, gross right. out sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, it's, ju- it's just it's just quips. And yeah, I like it. I do too. It kind of playing um, up the like weirdo, loner, hypersexual, I don't know. Just, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's less, I mean, so it's very self-aware obviously, but like it's less talk to yourself and more just like running with the joke. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And so I, I like that. <clears throat> yeah, it worked for me. And I like. I didn't think. I, like I didn't that. think it like knocked it out of the park, but I thought it no, was. No, that was good. It was. Yeah, it was upper mid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like no, nothing's gonna beat the run that started with Secret Invasion. Yeah, and then World's Deadliest Assassin is like my favorite serious Wade Wilson. Uh huh. And this is just it's it's good cream for the crop. <laughs> <laughs> I also like how many different like memes he plays out, like internet memes. Oh like, yeah, this is straight out of "It's Always Sunny." Yes, uh, with the red string board. Uh, yeah, like down to the like his pose and everything. Yeah, so that's super yeah, fun. yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, no, I had, I had a good time with it. It yeah, was it wasn't mind blowing. It was kind of a weird story, but as far mm-hmm. as executing a Deadpool comic. I'm, I was here for it. Totally agree. We all we didn't cover the fact that Harrower is here. Yeah. So is Harrower a previously existing character that you were aware of? Because this was my first introduction. She's been in one other book, and that oh. was that was that one. With oh, the, it was it was that Avengers Curse of the Man Thing. Yeah, the gotcha. Man Thing. She was, I just and she's the great niece of one of the one of the old ladies from yeah the horticulture. Love them. So cool. Mm-hmm. And so her uh, whole thing yeah. is mixing biotech with magic. And mm-hmm. she calls it like biovision or something. Biofusion. She's, she's, yeah. Yeah. She's very proud of herself, um, but mm-hmm. she has yet to do anything meaningful. <laughs> 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 but, uh, but yeah, so, so she, she, she has a piece of the carnage symbiote mm-hmm. that she wants to put into Deadpool because so after maximum carnage, or absolute carnage. There's carnage symbiote pieces just all over the place. And so she gets a little sure. piece and, and she's trying to find a good host for it. And the carnage symbiote devours its host consistently. So she's like, That's I need someone with a healing factor. Oh, hey, look, uh, yep. I'll incubate the I'll incubate this carnage symbiote inside Deadpool. So that's mm-hmm. her whole plot line. But just for the sake of throwing it out there, because really more Deadpool, of a parasite than a symbiote at this point, but that's fine. Right. Deadpool says, hell no, I don't do symbiotes, which is <laughs> kind of funny because mm-hmm. uh, I don't think there's a single character that has been the host to as many symbiotes as he has. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> He's been, he was the first 
character in 616 on Earth, from Earth, to be the host of the Venom symbiote back mm-hmm. in Secret Wars. It, it, okay. it was like a random retcon. Oh, right. Um, Dead, Deadpool's Secret <laughs> Secret Wars. I remember that. Yeah. 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 So he hosted the Venom symbiote. He hosted mm-hmm. all five Life Foundation symbiotes in Maximum Carnage. Or no, Carnage versus Deadpool. So that's six. And I don't think he's ever actually hosted the Carnage symbiote until now. So seven <laughs> Oh my God. Carnage that's has ridiculous. been the host of. The only Earthbound symbiotes he hasn't been host for are Toxin, uh, which is Carnage's offspring, <laughs> and and Phage or not Phage, uh, the new the new one Sleeper, who uh-huh. uh, who's who takes the form of the cat that's hanging out with Dylan Brock right now. My goodness! Anyway, literally of the nine Earthbound symbiotes, he's hosted seven of them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do Jesus. symbiotes; is a bit of a stretch, or maybe he just doesn't <laughs> want to do symbiotes again. I don't symbols <laughs> anymore. Yeah. <laughs> But anyway, that was just a fun, like, it was an opportunity for me to, to flex Marvel knowledge, and I took it. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Um, well done. Yeah. So so those are kind of the two conflicting plots, is to prove himself worthy of Atelier or Atelier, he is supposed to go and assassinate Dr. Octopus, and Harrower wants to steal Deadpool so he can use his healing factor to incubate and has successfully implanted it in him mm-hmm. and it's getting all creepy and stabby and growy and stuff and it's yeah so yeah at the end of was it the first issue well, yeah the end, oh wow the end of the first issue deadpool is about to get the drop on auto and then mm-hmm. right before that he curls over in pain and then a freaking carnage <laughs> arm just 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 alien, alien style yeah just alien bursts out of his chest <laughs> just wild and then so now and then he's like it just ends with carnage is coming because he's just crawling on the floor and these carnage arms are just reaching out of his body <laughs> wild absolutely wild and that's the end of the first issue which is hilarious yep. that they did and that much in one issue yeah so harrower and doc ock end up teaming up mm-hmm. because they're both anti-deadpool ock wants to kill deadpool for trying to kill him and harrower wants to use deadpool as his as an incubator and so she convinces doc ock to be like let me cultivate this carnage symbiote first and then once it's yeah. done you can kill him and, and we learn much later that doc ock is a little further in on uh this whole thing than um you know than just being the target mm-hmm. but we learn that much later so mm-hmm. <laughs> we have a, a lady deathstrike uwu in issue two so lady deathstrike joins in as sort of like co-auditioner to assassinate Doc Ock, and then they both fail the audition together essentially. Yeah, and she's and like, so, We yeah. both got this assignment 
as mm-hmm. our as our test to join Atelier. And then you get the flashback page of the exact same conversation of him being given the mission. And we see that Lady Deathstrike has been there the whole time, but he was so distracted <laughs> yeah. by Valentine that he completely forgot about her. Yep. <laughs> uh, and uh yeah. and yeah. <laughs> And they're texting and he only uses, you know, uo speak and, and uh cute emojis. And yeah, so, <laughs> so they miss sunshine in his phone. <laughs> That's right. So they fail the audition and then Deadpool goes back to Valentine's place and Death Strike's like, Well, I'm going to, you know, uh give the uh the audition a second chance and I'm gonna kill Deadpool as well. Mm-hmm. Issue three, Valentine calls Deadpool cute. And that's really, this is the thing I'm going to remember most about this run. Not in a bad way. I think that this is an interesting sort of like what the idea that one, the idea that Deadpool could be considered by anybody cute with his gross ass face is, you know, you, you kind of wonder, you hope like hope that it's not happening that like Valentine would be leading Wade on because he's so vulnerable to people just like liking him you know (laughs) and but it seems fine valentine seems to be on the up and up and genuinely interested in deadpool yeah Um, and yeah it is cute and she calls him cute and that's or sorry they called him cute and it's just it's a it's adorable good for them they go on a date together and they go to the zoo Mm-hmm. Also, Valentine can basically, with the syringes on their fingers, can just concoct whatever sort of like liquid anesthetic <laughs> thing, <laughs> potion that they need. And so yeah. they've been helping Deadpool keep the carnage symbiote that's incubating in his body kind of at bay yes. or synthesized and also can like give him like painkillers and stuff. So totally. And like, there's like zero thought to it. They'll just be like, "Oh yeah, let me do that," and then just poke some, and and he's fine. yeah. So anyway, yeah, that's quite a power. Yeah. Um. So they 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 go on a date to the zoo, and we have you know zoo tips given to us by three zoo mascots. There's Teeny the tiger, aka Teeny Howard from Excalibur and Knights of X. We've got. Vita the Venus flytrap, aka Vita Ayala from New Mutants, and Leah the Lion, aka Leah Williams from X Factor and Exterminators. Um, That's dope. That's so. Thank that, you for I making just, that like, connection because I did not. <laughs> oh yeah, I just think it it's it seems really cool that these creators, these women writing comics, are just, yeah, we we are really tight with each other, and we're really stoked to be writing x-men comics together yeah that's really cool yeah <laughs> i do like that <clears throat> or sorry women like... and femme non-binary people uh because vita Yala, uh identifies oh. as non-binary yeah uh sorry continue valentine was like i just wanted to go on a cute zoo date with you <laughs> and then, like this this is the kind of stuff, like you only see this in a Deadpool comic. Yes, where or an slapstick, yeah, like over the top, slammed with a giant brick of cute, and he's like, "Oh my god, it's that word again!" Yeah, <laughs> it's like ah. <laughs> and then so yeah, Harrower is chasing. Oh well, 
the Venom symbiote or Carnage symbiote has developed a head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and they're they they're feeding it popcorn, <laughs> and it's telling um, them to kiss. It was hilarious. So they're like, "Yeah, you should you should kiss." But then, so Harrower is at the feeding canopy for the giraffes, and then <laughs> decides to harrow them, and they yeah. all just disgusting body horror, multi-headed, thing. yeah, it's <laughs> so, terrifying thing. So Deadpool and Valentine are sitting on a bench, and they're just kind of talking. And then the the corn symbiote's like, "Kiss!" And then Deadpool's <laughs> like, "No, no, 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 no." He's like, <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, "You should kiss." And then Valentine's like, yeah, "Kiss back, should, should we?" And then like, yeah. And then they're like, "Wait, Valentine, you have something on your face? I do." And Carnage's like, "Yes, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, actually, but you're about to." Yes, and the hero the hero monstrosity shows up and just Carnage just goes no, no! <laughs> just, that, was, that made me laugh out loud yeah I was, was sitting I was sitting at a restaurant on my lunch and I was like, <laughs> and I was like <laughs> oh my god <laughs> just no <laughs> um, and I think it's adorable that he's got little blades for hands anyway so if they fight uh, because Comics and Doc Ock and Harrower and Deadpool. The the fight lasts like two and a half issues. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, oh yeah, so. this is this is great. The, there's a seated here where the so Harrower made a chimera like out of all three of those the mascot animals: Vita the flytrap, Leah the lion, Teeny the tiger, and Deadpool. <laughs> you know addresses there's like a, an arrow in the art that shows him turn to the audience break the fourth wall and start addressing the audience directly he's like something's, something's been bothering, bothering me though, me, though. <laughs> the zoo has a venus flytrap mascot but a venus tri- flytrap's not an animal right <laughs> and is like who is he talking to doc ock says he does this all the time you learn to tune it out <laughs> oh, i love it they are breaking the f- they're they're re Rebreaking the third wall, like the, <laughs> the breaking the fourth wall has broken back into the comic book. Yeah, yeah, that's always fun. It doesn't happen very often. Yeah, where they like address that Deadpool's acting weird. <laughs> totally. Yeah, Valentine gives him a, a boost, uh-huh. a steroid, and then just has one of those like sparkly go kick their ass for me. Okay. Yeah. It's like, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, fights and extra limbs and yeah, big fight with a Deadpool with the Carnage symbiote. And then there's Harrower and Doc Ock and a bunch of crazy out of control animals and bugs and stuff. And then Deathstrike pops in and everybody's just attacking everybody. And then the Carnage symbiote kind of takes control, becomes this many limbed mass that's Deadpool is just kind of like stuck on the back of like yeah, a, the like the, the worst half was of a, a centaur like yeah. yeah there was a sedative in a you in a like you iv bag in his backpack and the backpack got ripped off and so the carn symbiote no longer is, is sedated and it just yeah it turns into this like multi-legged monster of a carnage mm-hmm. uh it sees hair where it's like mommy 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 and runs over and says hi 
and purrs at her. Mm-hmm. And then Hera was like, "Perfect, you're perfect. I'm gonna put you to sleep now. I'll put you in this little in this giant flower. And we're gonna go and deal with you the way we should in a lab." And so she uh, takes yep. Deadpool away. Yep. And Harrower and Valentine had uh, Valentine. One of Valentine's uh, like glass syringe arms shatters off, and uh, uh, destroyed it. Yeah, and um, brings back sort of Lady Deathstrike, who had been comatose in the battle. And we get the same sort of like sparkles and rose petals panel. For Valentine talking to Deathstrike, which makes me think that maybe this is something that I don't know if this is just an uh, expression of Valentine's in intrinsic like attractiveness, or if this is <laughs> we're starting to illustrate that this is like a influence thing that Valentine can do. Like mm-hmm. uh, him, yeah. But is basic. Uh, they basically say to Deathstrike, like, "We're gonna go help rescue Deadpool." Because if you don't, I'll kill you. <laughs> and that's the sparkle uh, panel. And Deathstrike deduces that Valentine is not just a handler for Atelier, that there is a, a deeper thing going on. And then back in the lab with uh, Harrower and Doc Ock, inside one of Harrower's flowers with the Carnage symbiote, kind of gets finally pulled all the way out of Deadpool. And we see the rebirth of not just Carnage on its own, but Cletus Cassidy, the yeah. original host for Carnage, at least yeah. original in terms of publication of Marvel. I know you probably know no, the backstory. It's still, of no, it's still, okay, it's okay, okay. Because Eddie Venom birthed Carnage while he was in jail with Cletus. Okay. And, and so it found Cletus and they bonded at the DNA molecular level. <laughs> sure. Okay. So here's the problem. Go for it. Is that, so we have this Carnage book that we're reading. Mm-hmm. And by we, I mean I, and I'm yes, telling you about it. <laughs> 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 the first volume has, so the Carnage symbiote is, this is the first time it's been freed of Cletus and it's mm-hmm. going crazy and it's going around. Right. It's, thing. There, it's dimension hopping. hopping. Yeah. It's currently, it, 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 inserted itself and uh, into this like dark elf on Svartalfheim uh, ritual that they're doing. And so it's like gathering powers and stuff. But, and that was the other thing is it's killed off people to steal their power. And so mm-hmm. it's like, what the hell's going on? Anyway, point is it had infected this police officer and the police officer has this growing symbiote personality in his head and it has attuned him to Carnage to try and find him. And that personality identified itself as Cletus Cassidy. Mm -hmm. So we have like this psychic Cletus, but then we also now have this reborn Cletus (laughs) from Harrower. And so I'm just curious, clearly the Krakoa X titles are not talking to the rest of the world, but like how... (laughs) How, if at all, will these two Cletuses like cross paths, if at all? I don't know. Right, totally. We'll see what happens. And then we also get a memo here from Sage on the X Force desk about, you know, get some intelligence file on Valentine Vuong. And uh, yeah, we know nothing. Yeah. You know, lots of different aliases, lots of different 
backstories of where they may have been born or educated or family records. Only the only things you can confirm are that they are affiliated with Atelier and that they are a confirmed mutant. And that's it. And Sage has a bad and feeling about Sage them. has a bad feeling. Yikes. Youngest of eight siblings. Or only, only child. child. Or middle of four adopted children. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just all kinds of, of conflicting info, which is mm-hmm. wild. That right. sage who's uh, whose brain is a computer cannot find yeah. the information about Valentine. Totally. And that they may have been to Kirkoa before, just under a different name. Right. Which is, ooh, that just opens <laughs> up so many. To, uh, so, yeah, not the last we'll see of Valentine. That'll be fun. Totally. Issue. <laughs> well, okay. So, and then... <laughs> So Cletus is still like mostly sticking out of Deadpool and he's trying to get out. <laughs> yeah. But then, but then a giant like Jurassic world level uh, jaws comes up and just chomps him. Yeah. But maybe he's not back anymore. <laughs> well, there's more symbiotes maybe. And so there's like a dog symbiote and there's just like, all sorts yeah, of crazy things going on. Yeah, he's just, like a and, hyena symbiote. And, he says, and they're hey, all Papa. just <laughs> come, just pulling themselves out of Wade's <laughs> abdomen. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, it's It doesn't make a lot of sense. But this dog gets fully out of Wade. Mm-hmm. And, and then he just kind of lays around bleeding for the rest of the issue. <laughs> well, not <laughs> lays around. He does stuff, but just with a massive gaping wound. You know, healing because he's Deadpool, but still, it's it's an enormous wound. It takes some time. Explosion, a giant lab explosion is how we get out of this one. The dog survives and saved Yuriko. That's right. Harrower survived, has little pieces of, of the carnage symbiote. The dog also is like the size of Clifford. <laughs> yeah, it is a uh, truly a big red dog. Yeah, with carnage eyes. Yes. I see, See, like, I don't know, maybe it's more of a jackal. I was going to say mm. hyena. Okay. But maybe it's a jackal. So, uh, Valentine returns to Atelier headquarters to get uh, their arm healed by the Horned Emperor, the leader of the group. And we get some backstory here, because if you remember, one of the members of the Atelier is... Lord Deathstrike, Lady Deathstrike's brother? I don't know. Okay. I don't remember. I remember him getting introduced and me being thoroughly unenthused, but he keeps on showing back up. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of an awkward thing. He has a a cool, like, you know, uh, mask. That's about it. I guess he's been a character for 12 years now. My goodness. He was last seen dead. That's cool. And yeah, it's it's so dude, it's so weird like going the other way with genders. How you have you've had Lady Deathstrike for so long, and they're like, mm-hmm. what if we had a male version totally. <laughs> of uh, this character? They are indeed siblings. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. There you mm-hmm. go. I don't think he's a mutant though. Well, I guess she's not either. No, <laughs> she's not. She's cyborg. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Cool. <laughs> so they 
uh, he's basically, you know, they've been kind of talking about this whole atelier business and how she can get in and stuff like that. And hijinks continue in Harrower's base with the symbiote dog and Deadpool, who dog barfs up uh, Deadpool's uh, katanas, and now he's able to join the fight. And we learn that um, Doc Ock knew about the auditions uh, Mm -hmm. that they were trying to assassinate him to get into Atelier. And now we're like, oh, you have a you have a source on the inside. So that's, I don't know, a lot of it. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And then Valentine shows up with Deus Ex chemical grenades and, you know, destroys the the lab and they make their escape. Right. And it, and this plot line, this story ends with the horned emperor being like, we have a problem. Valentine's defected. Uh, Mm -hmm. All of you accepted Atelier members need to go and take down Deadpool and Valentine. Mm -hmm. And so uh, that will be the next, (laughs) probably the next (laughs) story. And they continue to have uh, the the dog now lives with Valentine and Deadpool, the symbiote dog, just gigantic in their living room. And Atelier is like, well, you know, we found out that Valentine has been compromised and now we have to kill her or kill them and also Deadpool. So, yeah, that's it. There we go. Mm -hmm. There's a full volume. We actually (laughs) We don't get back into Deadpool until Sins of Sinister. Interesting. Like way down the line. Yeah. Huh? Cool. Yeah. It's number 19 of 20 in Coda Sins of Sinister. <laughs> it's crazy. I'm sure it'll go fast. So next technically is X-Men 19, mm-hmm. Uh, I'm pretty sure you read it because it's, it's brood stuff. I didn't actually. Oh, really? Yeah. But you, you read the Captain Marvel stuff? Yeah. Yeah, it was <laughs> okay. way out of place. <laughs> okay. So, well, then definitely let's break here because mm-hmm. that'll fill out for the next episode. Mm-hmm. So, so we'll stop there. Um, okay. You're going to put but, the uh, outro music somewhere? Yeah. But I was just going to say, like, I thought oh, yeah. this is a good, this is a good, I liked this Destiny episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Me too. Overall. Yeah. Um, it, it, I said didn't at the beginning, include like, Except, you know, I, I think there are like tiers of the, uh, you know, some of these Krukoa titles are better than others. Yeah. And we only got one issue from one of the better ones, in my opinion. Right. But it was the, still good. The X-Men. So yeah. I did say at the beginning of this episode that it it, it roller coastered. It started mm, at the top. Right. Came down and comes back up. Okay. X-Men, so we'll, X-Men's a good read. We'll start up on I'm the looking, hill. Sweet. I'm, Sabretooth I'm of looking, the Exiles, yeah. which we're also reading next week, is also a good read. So oh, and we get <laughs> another issue of X-Men read as well. We get an X-Men week. Yeah. So next, next, next Destiny episode is going to be yeah. X-Men 19, 20, 21. Sabretooth and the Exiles 1 through 5. So a full yeah. arc. Wolverine 29, Legion of of X 7 and 8, Immortal X-Men number 8, and X-Men Red number 9. Stoked for all of those. (laughs) Extremely stoked. Um, Yeah, so this is going to be a great episode. I'm super stoked for that. But yeah, part of the the roller coaster coming back up was X-Men. So um, 
we're 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 ending on uh, incline. <laughs> uh, but we're not we're not back up. There we're yet. not uh, all the way back up the hill. Cool. Yeah, and and then one of my like oh, I've read too many comics lore gripe has to do with this X Men run. So okay, we'll just have to talk about that next time. Sounds but, good. Uh, so. Next episode, I'm doing some regular, some non-X, non-Kirkoa reads. Because I just have a little bit of buildup, so I want to get it out. Yeah, I'll do that too. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) You're you're real backed up right now. No, we can't talk about that. In the meantime. Topic on this podcast. (laughs) Yeah, there's a couple of chats that I think we replied to. But in the meantime, let's put the outro music. Let's put the outro music, like, here. And then, yes, um, we can talk about this other stuff because I think it's a conversation. Absolutely. Yeah.